Hello, welcome back. We're the Horror Movie Crew. I'm Josh. Hey, y'all. What's up? It's Jess. What's up? It's Jess. Jessica. Jessica's here to party. She brought a Mountain Dew. <laughs> I did. I forgot to take my gum out. And now she's got Ew. a Mountain Dew sugary nipple. What <laughs> happened with your Mountain Dew? Tell me about it. Um, I went to take the first drink and mm-hmm. spilled it all down myself. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Like half the can. Yeah. Like a big mess. It wasn't. It was like a sip, but <laughs> it, still. It wasn't odd until like I saw it happening and then I looked down and Seth was like underneath your um, bre- <laughs> breasticle, like trying to like lap it up as it was. It was yeah, that's totally something I would do. It was the craziest yeah. shit mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Seth's weirdly obsessed with boobs. Actually, that's pretty true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most gay men are actually. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We find them fascinating. He likes to draw them on. If you have a whiteboard or a chalkboard in your home, and you'll just find a random set of titties later yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I drew some on a chalkboard at my parents like 15 years ago, and they're still there. Really? Yeah. Oh. I think oh. they tell people they're eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> they're generally not like flattering tits either. Like no. when you see them. <laughs> no. If I were a woman, I would imagine that if when I saw those, I'd be like, oh, I hope I hope those aren't mine. <laughs> They're very deformed, usually <laughs> saggy. Lopsided. Always saggy. They're, They're usually saggy. misshapen of some kind. Dude, yeah. They're always... And leaky. <laughs> They're always leaky. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe we'll have to post to draw one of my drawings. I feel like we should try to diagnose this now. Like, why every time you draw a... Boob. The boob is it squirting? Yeah, I don't know. Did that happen to you as a child? Like, did like? No, I was not breastfed. Oh, maybe that's why. That's it. That's it. See, you we figured so it out. You wanted to be breastfed. There we go. Figured it all that's out. That's the root of all my problems. <laughs> suck mm. on a titty. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should start like a oh, therapy shit. podcast. Oh, we could. The therapy crew. <laughs> I somehow think that's a horrible idea. <laughs> We'd probably fuck some people up. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'd help him out. Who knows? That's true. Never I don't know. All right. Hey, this is HMC number 14. My pick. Friday the 13th, part one. Did they call it part one before there was a part two? I did it say part one on the credit in the intro? I didn't think it did. I don't did. think it did. Mm, I think my DVD says part one, but it's like one of those combos that has all of them on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched it on uh, yeah. Amazon. I bet it did not originally. I don't think know. Because I didn't. They didn't know they were gonna make another one. They didn't fucking know what they were doing. Losers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hey, what have you guys been up to? Um, I watched some new movies, and it's about time. I know. It's about time. <laughs> I did. Wow. Finally. How was it? It was good. It I was good. Knives Out. Oh, you finally. Finally. What'd you think? I really liked it. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. it was really good. You've I liked seen all it, right? The cast. Yeah. Yeah. You liked all the cast? I did. Mm. All the cast. All the cast. What about that creepy grandma? I liked her. Mm. Okay. She was good. Do you like it as much or better than Clue? I think I like it better just because yeah. of the people that they had in it. Yeah. Similar type of movie. Yeah. Mm. It reminded me a lot of like a modern day Clue. Yeah. yeah. Chris Pine. Uh, Pine. 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 Chris. Evans. Pine. What? It's Evans. Chris Evans. It's no, Chris it Pine. <laughs> <laughs> what? Which Chris is it? Evans. It's Chris Evans. Yes. Captain America, right? Yes. yes. Did you like him in it? He's yeah. like a prick. Mm-hmm. I like I like him in anything. He oh, can be wow. a prick. He had mm-hmm. too many uh, uh clothing on, but 
Whatever. Too many clothing. <laughs> Too many clothing. See, I got all. I can't even say it. I'm thinking about it. He's so hot and bothered thinking Ooh. about leaky tits and Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name of an episode. Leaky, leaky tits and Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Go to Paris. Shit. What have you been up to? <laughs> Me? Mm-hmm. Nothing really. Just work and whatnot. Oh, always work. These people are going to think you're so boring. What else have we done since we last talked? That's true. We did <laughs> We did just hang out Saturday night, but yeah. what are you going to do? I did watch a movie. I watched The Kissing Booth. On Netflix? Yes. It was, was it, good. Was it really good? If you like rom-coms, yeah. Oh, that is your thing. Rom-com. And there's a second one on there, so I'm going to watch that. Holy yeah. shit. So is that like a teenager movie or is that like a college? They're like in high school. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Rom-com type thing. I think the second one is college, maybe. I don't know. Gosh. We'll see. There's a second one. Yes, there's already two. Wow. Yeah. Are they Netflix movies? Mm-hmm, I think so. Interesting. I'm probably never going to watch mm. that. I just finished The Umbrella Academy season one. Finished it today. I thought you were on season two. Not yet. Oh. Just a fr- Have you finished it? I haven't finished season two. Oh, you get- oh have you finished season one? Yeah. Holy cow. Because I'm going to have to give it another try. I watched it when it first came out. Like, awesome. I'm glad I can go right into season two because I would not have been happy had... Get to wait. Yeah, because it ends on like a cliffhanger. So you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. That was like well over a year ago when it came out, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it's been a while. Yeah. Like two, two, two yeah. years. Well, I think like you, initially when it came out, I didn't. I started it and I was like, I can't get into this. I just hated that first episode with all the like music and they were like doing different shit and dancing. And I was like, this is dumb. Mm, it gets a lot better. Yeah, I'll have to try it again. Yeah, the season finale. Holy smokes. Ellen Page was great in it. She was great in it, but I really hate her. Well. Who's your favorite character? Probably, okay, so I can't, I don't know why I can't think of his name, but the big dude. Luther. Yeah. Luther. He's probably my favorite. Really? Yeah. He's probably my least favorite. Hmm. Isn't that odd? We don't agree on something. Mm, that happens mm. pretty often. Yeah. <laughs> thankfully. Mm. I think my favorite is, at first I hated Klaus, but I really like Klaus mm. now. I like Klaus too. But I, I think my favorite is probably Diego. Yeah, me too. Oh, wow. So that's like, can we get the fuck? Can we fucking get on with it? I've never even watched this. I do like Klaus a lot too. Is he German? No. No. He is the uh, gay brother. He's gay. Oh, well. You'd probably love him. Is he hot? Um, I, I wouldn't think he's hot. Do you think he's hot? Mm. He's kind of dirty. No. Oh, yeah, don't be dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a druggie, so. Oh no, thanks. Yeah. Mm-mm. Anyway, all right. So that kind of covered. <laughs> I was gonna ask you guys what you're watching, listening to, or reading, but it sounds like we kind of already covered that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else you guys listening to? Any podcasts out there you're listening to? Just this crappy one. <sighs> This is ridiculous. I'm not going to sit here and take this shit from you. So I listened to uh, Two Chicks and a Horror Flicks podcast. They just released it. It was on You Should Have Left. I saw that. I, I want to listen to that. See what, Did they like it? or? Uh, so there's two of them on there, and one of them liked it. The other one um, did not care for it. Hmm. They still gave it a more favorable. Um, we didn't. Re- we didn't rate that one, did we? We just said see it or not see it. Yeah, those were see it or not see it. They gave it a more favorable rating um, or... They liked it more than we did, I'll say. But uh, one thing I found out from listening to that, did you know, remember the old guy? We couldn't figure out who he was. At the store? That, like ran no, the- no, no, no. The guy in the house, he had the cane, and Kevin Bacon like saw him in he his visions. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. His name was Stetler or something. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that that was Kevin Bacon? 
No. No. Yeah. You huh. watched it twice, too, didn't you? Yes. That was Kevin Bacon. Oh. They had a lot of prosthetics on him or something, because yeah. I would never would have guessed that. No. Hmm. Yeah, I figured that. So it was supposed to kind of be like him. Yeah, the house, basically he's, his soul was trapped in the house and he couldn't uh, he couldn't leave. But that was him, like, foreshadowing, seeing. That was mm. himself drawing him to that house. Maybe we should go but watch it again. It, was it really him playing that person, though, or it's just supposed to be him? No, that's him. He, okay. he played. Because yeah. I even went on IMDb and looked, and he's um, listed as playing that case. Okay. As, uh, I think his name is, what's his actual name in the movie? Do you remember? I don't remember. Like, no, nah, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. But they has his him... Um, as that, his main character, and then also Stetler, Stetter, Stetler, I forget. I think it was wow. Stetler. Yeah. Or they That's were just trying to impressive. save money. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that there's a book, and the book actually goes into the history of the house, which was one of our complaints, is that we didn't know anything about the house, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to listen. Let's do some quick shout-outs to our friends we've been uh, networking with on Instagram, podcast on Elm Street. They were just on here. That episode released today. I haven't looked at the downloads, but it was doing pretty good earlier. Way better than fucking Killer Condom, I'll tell you that. Killer much. Condom did not do that badly. Didn't do great. It did well. <laughs> didn't do great. We'll see where it ends up falling in the scheme of episodes. Mm-hmm. Jerk. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Chuck goes to the movies. The We Love Horror Podcast, the Creepy Crap Podcast. I had to cut his shout out out of the last one because the fucking episode skipped real bad. Oh, really? When I was editing it, yeah. So hopefully it doesn't cut out again. If it does it again, I know I'm not supposed to uh, mm. do that. And then Seth's favorite, the Twat Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do definitely want to check that out now. You're going to have to. Um, I asked for questions, and, and the majority of the questions we have for the next segment came from those folks. So we really appreciate uh Appreciate people pitching in and, and yeah, sending us you. questions. So let's go into Truth No Dare. Who wants to go first? Who wants to... Uh, we decided that we're not going to do the top five underrated movies question, correct? Right. We'll save it for next time because mm-hmm. we want to put more thought into that. And really, it's my fault. I didn't get you guys the outline until like, I don't know, an hour ago. So sorry it's to you guys. That's fine. Wait enough time to check it out. I'm not really sorry. So I don't want you guys to think I was actually... Sorry. So, which question are you going to ask first? Let's just go down the list. I don't. Jess, you want to read them? Sure. Uh, like, you want me to read through all what all the questions are, or just go? One I say one at a time, right? Well, if you want to be the fuck, I guess you're the fuck. <laughs> one at a time. What else do you want us to do, Dad? Okay. Question number one: <laughs> What is your favorite horror movie soundtrack? And that's from at Mal Macabre. Seth, you want to go first? Well, I took this as like not the musical score, but like the soundtrack. So like songs. Yeah. So I picked Christine because it's got a lot of oldies in it. Ooh. And I like oldies. But if it was musical score, I probably would pick Halloween. Which Halloween? The first one? The first one. The original. Mm, It is good. Yeah. John Carpenter does does work with those scents in that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Jess, do you have an answer for this? I do. So, the same with you. I was thinking it was just songs. So, I said Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was a score, I'd probably say Insidious because it creeps me out. That is a good one, actually, as far as scare. Tiptoe through the tubes. And the violin. <laughs> it's the violins. It's the violin. Yeah, that's it. 
Uh, That's my best imitation of it. <laughs> Your imitations are on point, dude. They are pretty good. Hit him, hit him with the <clears throat> creeper real quick. I <laughs> should be a voiceover actor uh, for just sound effects. You should do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get real far with that. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know that um, I've ever listened to a soundtrack of a movie before. Really? No. The only one I can remember that I ever had was when I was a kid. I had the... Um, Batman CD, the Batman, um, the Val Kilmer one, I think. Which Batman is that? Is that Batman Forever? Forever, right? The Batman Forever soundtrack on cassette. Wow. It's not a horror movie, but that's the only movie soundtrack I think I've ever ever had. So you can't think of a horror movie where you like the songs in it? Like... The Strangers, you said you liked. Them. Oh, I yeah. guess, yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess so. Is there a soundtrack to the movie that you think, and those songs are on it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess in that instance, I would, I would pick The Strangers. Um, cool. I Nifty. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I, I always used to buy soundtracks to movies. <clears throat> oh, I did too. I like movie scores a lot. They're fun to listen to. I remember American Pie Two, the soundtrack. <laughs> I listened to that like constantly. Did that, that have so Blink One Eighty Two on yeah, it? Yeah, had Blink One Eighty Two. Had a bunch of really good songs on there. Hmm. Yeah. I, okay. The Strangers for me. Then I'm actually gonna tonight. I'm gonna go listen to the Strangers soundtrack just to make sure, <laughs> and then I'll make an updated post so everybody knows. I know everybody's okay. sitting on fucking pins and needles wanting like, to know. What does he really <laughs> think? <laughs> We're waiting. Really think? All right. This is a good one. Go ahead. Let's do number two. Number two. Fuck, marry, or kill. Norman Bates, Hannibal Lecter, Dr. Hyder, Hater from The Human Centipede. Yes. And this was from Abby Brooke. Abby Brooke, my lovely, lovely wife. Couldn't have thrown one chick in here for me. <laughs> Who's first? Me? Uh, you want to go first or I'll go first? I don't care. I would fuck Norman Bates because he's the only somewhat attractive person of the three. Okay. I'd marry Hannibal Lecter. Even though he might feed me my brain, at least we'd have some stimulating conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'd kill this other dude because that human centipede shit is disgusting. He would be dead right that's, away. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think actually I have to agree with that because I'm definitely killing Doctor Hyder. Yeah, I don't want to hang out with that dude. Mm-mm. Um, I wouldn't want to marry Norman Bates because he's. Well, I guess Hannibal Lecter's insane too. But if I can make him fall in love with me, he loved Clarice and look in Hannibal, he cut off his own hand, not yep. to have to cut off hers. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, uh, yeah, fuck Norman Bates, marry Hannibal Lecter, kill Doctor. I dare. I dare. So mine was just switched. I said kill Dr. Heiner, obviously. He's just fucking dead to the yeah, world. Yeah, I don't want to risk that. I'd fuck Hannibal Lecter and then I'd marry Norman Bates. Just cause Interesting. I, I, don't, I don't really like the whole eating of people. Hmm. Yet, have you ever ate a person? Okay. I hope not. Then how do you know? You never know. Didn't you ever see the article about they found like fingers in Wendy's chili? <laughs> that wasn't true. That person cut their own finger off and stuck it in the chili. Okay, well, still. <laughs> Wait, somebody, oh, no. like, actually fucking find uh, it and eat it? I understand your choice. I mean, Norman has a nice house. He owns a business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> All 
good reason. You just wow. have to deal with him killing people in the oh. hotel. Holy just shit. have to I, overlook it. I feel it. like I'm better off with yeah. that than you could just go shopping. seeing him do it and then like start yeah. to cut it like a steak. Yeah. He's an all-around nice guy. <laughs> all right. Number three on the list. <laughs> I think, uh, Jess, you can read it. I don't know that we all need to answer because it basically is one answer for okay. everyone. So go ahead. How long have you been friends and how did you meet? And this was from Mark at Podcast on Elm Street. That Mark. They were just on Mark here. You, you guys remember when they came on? I said I couldn't remember their names. That you know who I am with names. That was embarrassing. <clears throat> um, so we met um, at work. And that was what year, Seth? You said it earlier. 2013. So we've been friends for almost, or over. No, it'll be seven years seven. at Halloween, right? Seven years, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was around that time. Because I went to that Land of Illusion thing. <laughs> Land of Illusion. Yeah. God, that was a while ago. How funny is that? The first time we ever hung out, we went haunted housing. That's cool. Mm. Oh, shit. I should have saved that. Oh, well. You better chug it. Chug it, chug it, butt chug. All right. What's the next? What do we got on here? We're skipping that one. Um, ooh, this would be a good one. What is the worst horror movie you have ever watched? The Witch. And that's from <laughs> Twat Podcast. And Chuck Goes to the Movies asked a pretty similar yeah, question. Yeah, it's basically so the same thing. Probably. The Witch for both, for me. Mm. The Witch. I hate that movie. That's yours too? No. Oh. I was just saying, oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, mine was The Human Centipede. I haven't uh, seen it, but I, that probably would be if I had watched it. Hmm. Terrible. For both, you, yours is a two two answer or two. It's really the same question. I don't know because the worst fucking horror movie I've ever seen was that fucking <laughs> killer condom. If you say so. And my least favorite is the fucking village. I don't know why you hate that so much. I need to watch it again, honestly. You would watch the I platform like over the village. Can I watch The Village again first just to find out? Yeah. You 100% would. I haven't watched The Village since, since I left the movie theater that day. We should I pick it. it. Somebody should pick it. Maybe I should watch it again. Maybe you should watch it again. I, mean, I, mean, I agree the twist is a little like, uh, but like the movie itself is good. Like it is it's good. creepy and. What? It like well, creeps me out when I saw it. What was that noise you just made? It was I a made little, a noise? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I want to see what year that movie came out. Village? Yeah. Oh, it's like early 2000s, maybe? Mm. 2005? I don't know. Somewhere in there. If that's the case, I haven't seen it in... Uh, 2004 or five years? 2004, yeah. yeah. So 16, probably 17 years ago. Okay, maybe I need to give it another shot. Give it a shot. Try it out. Try it out. I haven't, I haven't said try it out in a few podcasts. I was <laughs> trying to go away from it, but... Yeah. We've got one more. Hit us with it. At what age does it become weird to get bathed by your parents? From <laughs> Daniel at Creepy Crap Pod. <laughs> oh, boy. So when he sent this in, he uh, messaged me on the side. He's like, I'm not sure if you wanted a serious question or um, like a funny one. So that's what <laughs> I sent. And I was like, actually, this fits our podcast mm -hmm. perfectly. So what age <laughs> would you say it's inappropriate to be bathed by your parents, Seth? Um, I don't know, 10? Yeah. 12? Say like 11. 11, 10. 10. 11. Definitely before you're a teen. Yeah, before you're a teen, I think it's okay. So yeah. if you're like a right. uh, tween, is that what they call them? Yeah. What what? Is, that, is that 12? Is am that I, the am tween? I, <laughs> <laughs> am I mixing that up with a twink? 
twink oh is not the same thing. I used to drive stuff nuts <laughs> with the twink thing. We call them twinkies and twinkers. <laughs> what is a and twink again? It's like a, it's a gay guy that's like looks like a a boy, not like a little, just as like really skinny and per, like prissy. And, okay. Like yeah. my buddy Pooey, he'd be a twink. Yeah, Tyler would be a twink okay. if he was. And for the yeah. record, I didn't. I wasn't making fun yeah. of twinks. No, I you just was, couldn't remember what it was. I couldn't remember yeah. what it was called. So I would see people out like walking around when we were at lunch, and I'd be like, Seth, is that a twinkie? And he'd be like, it's not a fucking Twinkie. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, they're usually like skinny, hairless. You know, they look young. Gotcha. Like, yeah. Like Klaus on. So like a gay tween. Basically, yes. <laughs> Basically a Twinkie. Twinkie. But yeah, I'd say before teenage years. Oh, Seth, shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. Already? <laughs> God. Well, hey, thanks, everybody, for submitting questions. We yes. got sick of making them up. Uh, and I want to give a, a <laughs> sincere apology. I mean, it's from the bottom of my heart. I really do. And as these two know, I don't apologize for much. Uh-uh. Rape Wagon 6, you did not make it on the list this week. I'm sorry. Sorry. But I don't know that we're going to get any more questions from that person mm-hmm. after the last time that we pissed them off. So. Oh, Rape Wag? Rape Wagon, yeah. It's all right. But uh, move on. Fuck them. Let's jump into our uh, Do You Like Scary Movies discussion. So our movie this episode is is my pick, Friday the 13th. Um, if you've seen Friday the 13th Part 2, you now have to call it Friday the 13th Part 1. It's just some for some reason that's the, the rules and that's how it works. Nope, so. I refuse. <sighs> okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> the reason I picked this movie is because we're getting to the end of summer... And I feel like we didn't do a lot of campy type movies. I thought it would be good to knock it out. Other than Sleepaway Camp. Not really. Yeah. And I think Friday the 13th is like your your necessary summer movie. The Mm go-to summer horror film. Now, I don't think that... Do you guys think this is the best of all of the Friday the 13th movies? And I think there's 11 at this point. I mean, it's pretty good. It's a classic. Yeah. Classic. It's a class. Yeah. I don't know that it's my... Uh, it's up there, but I don't know that it's my favorite Friday the 13th. I don't know. We can talk about that some other time. Yes. Do you remember the first time that you watched this movie, Seth? No, I don't. I mean, I don't... I doubt I watched it as a kid. Probably sometime in high school, I'd imagine. Which was in the 60s? Late 60s. <laughs> Very Jess, late 60s. Jess, do you remember <laughs> the first time you watched this movie? I do. Actually, I watched it in high school for a film study class. Ooh. Really? Yeah, like we actually got to watch it. Seriously? Tits out. In class? In class. And they showed titties? And titties. Wow. Were you scared? Did it scare you? No. I, was, I liked watching scary movie <laughs> stuff then. I didn't think it was... Were you a senior? Scary. Yes. So I bet most of the people there had already seen We had to sign, like, a release form. And if you were still, like, senior, your parents had to sign, like, a release form. So you could see, like, nudity in the films and they would get in trouble for it. They should have made uh, your parents come in there and sit with you and watch it. That'd be more fun. Mine would be. Could you imagine my mom watching, like, a horror movie with us? No. (gasps) I feel like she talks a lot through. You think so? Those kind of movies. She does. She'd be like, hey, what's his name? (laughs) Who was that man? What's going on? Why did he kill him? (laughs) Why did he do that? My mom talks a lot through movies. Oh, really? She can't. I don't think she can sit and watch a whole movie. Mm. Really? She'll, yeah. She'll start talking and then she'll be like, oh, and then that 
fucking she'll start talking about some Something other guy else. and be like, he's hot. <laughs> what other things has he been in? And then I'm like, oh, fuck. But you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Pretty much. That's yeah. what you say to her? Yeah. Mom, shut the one. fuck up. Shut the fuck up, mom. No, I usually just turn it off and I'm like, let's talk because I can tell you want to talk right mm. now. <laughs> There's really something else on her mind. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, Speaking of my mother, she wanted me to tell you something. Just so you know. They said to make sure I tell you that this came from her. She said I need to be meaner to you on the podcast, that I'm really mean to Seth. Well, and that's I'm true. not mean enough to you. So she was like, did you give her shit last podcast? Oh, my God. I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, you're too nice to her. You need to be meaner to her like you are to Seth. She is still upset about that Stevie Nicks comment. Or you could take <laughs> it in the reverse and say maybe don't be mean to either of them, Lori. I, oh my god whoa. Going, whoa holy <laughs> shit but wouldn't you be like concerned if josh was nice i mean maybe a little i show my love through meanness i would think like you, you were either having a stroke or mm-hmm. like i don't know you're gonna murder us hmm. yeah i don't know i have a, a big heart <laughs> Unlike the Grinch, where was it two sizes too small or ten sizes too small? I don't remember. Somewhere in there. I know somebody on fucking Twitter is going to correct me, so <laughs> let us know. But my heart is that many sizes. Just, it's too big, so it's uncomfortable <laughs> in my chest all the time. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I was like, oh my heart hurts because it's so big, so it makes me angry. <laughs> okay. well, that explains the bitchiness. <laughs> Doesn't that make a lot of sense? Yeah. That's yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't remember the first time I watched this movie, to be honest with you. Um that's hard with these older ones because I don't I, I mean, to be on yeah but also again as you guys know my love of horror movies stems around as Seth said on the last one I don't like a movie before 1998 which is untrue because Scream came out in 1996 anyway <laughs> I would venture to say when did Freddy vs. Jason come out do you guys have any idea the early 2000s yeah like 2003 or something I was thinking it was 2000 exactly. It was around then for sure. I'll be honest. I don't know if I saw the original. I shouldn't even say this. They're going to kick us off the air. That (laughs) I saw Friday, the original Friday the 13th before I saw Blasphemy. Freddy versus Jason. Really? I don't know that I had. To be honest with you, I don't know. I feel like you probably did. You probably just don't remember it. I think I did see it. Maybe. Because it would have been on TV a lot, I feel like, in the 90s and. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. On TBS or TNT. I don't know. Could have been. The WB. The WB. <laughs> I always watch the WB. I did too. All right. So our cast consists of Alice, played by Adrian King, <laughs> Jack, played by Kevin Bacon, Marcy, played by Gene Taylor, Bill, played by Harry Crosby, which I just informed Seth that Harry Crosby is Bing Crosby's son. Fun fact. Ooh. Did you guys know that? I didn't. We need like a theme that goes, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Or a little bell, like a cowbell. Bing. Bing, 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 bing. Fun fact. Annie, played by <laughs> Robbie Morgan. Steve, played by Peter Brower. And none other than Mrs. Voorhees, played by Betsy Palmer. The director of the movie is Sean S. Cunningham, and the writer is Victor Miller. Holy cow. Are you guys excited to talk about this? Yeah. I'm stoked. I can tell everybody's sitting on end of their seat and everybody's got thunder nips. Bing. And no one on here is going to know what thunder nips are. You're literally the only one that has thunder nips right now. Do I, do I have thunder nips? Seriously? Jesus. <laughs> 
it's like, like about to slice de- through your shirt. It's like 80 degrees in here. How do you have thunder nips? <laughs> Fuck off, dude. I do not. Have you been rubbing them this whole time? I love how he just started rubbing it. Yeah. Oh, do I? Let me check mine. No, mine are not sticking out. Now you both have thunder nips because you're rubbing your nipples. I would say... Well, this is weird. I say that Jessica has thunder nips, but it's really just crusty sugar from that Mountain Dew that ran down her shirt. <laughs> just got a little Mountain Dew nip. Oh, oh shit. Fine. Are you guys ready? A little Dew nip. Ready. <laughs> oh, my God. God. How was the crack? It's a little Nobody. delayed. Nobody wants to listen to you drink Let's your beer. Drink your fucking... Bush light. <laughs> it's Miller light. Hmm. Anyway, you guys ready for a synopsis of this movie? <laughs> yeah. Ready. Let's hear it. I didn't write one down, so um, the synopsis of the movie. We are at Camp Crystal Lake. Where is this at? Do you guys have any idea? New Jersey. I was gonna say New Jersey. Is it really? Big. Interesting. It says. Why you know that? Go ahead. Um. A little ways in, when he drops Annie off, mm-hmm. he drops her off at the cemetery. Hope, New Jersey. And it says Hope, New Jersey underneath yeah. of it. And I was like, oh. All right. That kind of surprised me. I don't know why I thought it wasn't like a Midwestern state or something. Yeah, I did but too. They couldn't do Illinois. That's where Halloween was at. Did you look it up or is that how you... Yeah, it was a cemetery. It yeah. yeah, it's in my notes. So we're at Camp Crystal Lake in Hope, New Jersey. The camp is reopening after um, a while. There had been some freak accidents at the camp. Um, Steve Christie is the man who's opening the camp, and they're bringing in camp counselors. And the camp hasn't opened, so there's no kids there yet. But we see some craziness that happens before Camp Blood opens. How was that for an on-the-spot synopsis? Not too bad. Fuck you, Seth. No, honestly, I was going in and out while you were talking, so. It's fine. <laughs> he hasn't been in and out of anything in a while, I'm sure. Whoa. Well, sad but true. Bam, bam, bam. He's making me hungry for in and out I've never had in and out burger. Is it good? Their fries suck, but the burgers are good. Burgers mm-hmm. are great. <gasps> scene one, opening scene. The movie over with a night sky shot at Camp Crystal Lake in 1958. We see and hear kids singing campfire songs around a fire inside of a cabin. We're in a point of view shot of the camera going into the fox cabin. <laughs> oh, give me, give me thunder nips. <laughs> Does fox cabin ever come into play again? I don't remember seeing I it again. I didn't think so either. Maybe I missed it. There Twitter. were other ones like Celestial Cabin and stuff, but I don't remember seeing fox again. Are you serious? That was a cabin? It was something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> the person looks around the cabin at the sleeping kids on their cots. We cut back and forth between the point of view and the cabin kids singing hallelujah. Two kids eye each other heavily and walk off holding hands as if the other kid or as the other kids stay and remain singing Tom Dooley. Barry and Claudette. <sighs> Is that their names? Yeah, that's why yeah. I like Amazon, because you can pause and it tells you in the scene who's mm, who. Impressive. Like Claudette. That's an ugly name. We see the kids sneaking <laughs> off into a cabin where there is another point of view shot as someone mm-hmm. is watching them kiss. They sneak up the steps and into the attic of the cabin, or I think it's a barn. That's a barn. They're like mm-hmm. up in the hayloft. They grab a blanket and mm-hmm. lay down, continuing to kiss. Go to town. We hear the kids upstairs <laughs> messing around as the point of view camera angle. 
Uh, and we hear again, Seth. <laughs> as someone walks up the steps, we see the kids' legs as they are laying on the floor, messing around. Uh, These slutty, slutty kids. Slut. I didn't. I didn't note they were sluts somewhere in here. <laughs> they hear the floor creak and start to put their clothes back on. The boy stands up, smiling, and says that they weren't doing anything. The boy is stabbed in the stomach, and blood comes out of his mouth. The girl runs around in circles in the attic, nowhere to go. She's like spazzing, just like, a, I don't know what the fuck she's trying to do. I, she was like moving in a big yeah. circle. There's nowhere for her to go. No. She's boned at this point. She throws boxes at the camera, and we see her scream as the camera pans in on her still face. The Friday the 13th logo flies at the screen, and the, the glass breaks. Classic 80s freeze where she's screaming. <laughs> Very similar to the end of uh, Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Pretty good opening scene, I thought. What did you guys think? That was good. I got right into it. Yeah. No I like waiting. That. I like that. No messing around. They set the tone for the movie, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the score at the beginning of it. It was kind of like mm-hmm. uh, like violin-y synth, a lot of uh, you know quick quick hits on the keyboard. I thought it was good. That was good. It kind of reminded me a little bit, not as good, obviously, but very similar to like the Beetlejuice theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. what it, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Or 1980 or 81. <laughs> One of those. We don't know. The scene opens with church bells and birds chirping Boom. in what appears to be a small little town. We see a young girl walking with a backpack and a hoodie tied around her waist. She approaches a gas station, meets a dog, and asks him how far to Camp Crystal Lake. I think it's kind of odd there's like nobody out. I thought that too. She continues to walk around the empty town. And we hear a radio that says it's 7.01 a.m. in Crystal Lake. So I thought that, too, until they said it was 7. So I was like, okay, maybe it's early. Yeah, I guess that's true. She enters a market and asks a group of people how far Camp Crystal Lake is from there. The waitress turns down the radio, and the people in the restaurant <laughs> uh, get super quiet. They're not real friendly. It no. think of Jeepers Creepers when Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a great point. <laughs> but just, like, the mix of people that were there and how they looked at her, like, fucking weird all of a sudden like have you ever walked in a place where everyone just turns around and looks at you no, like that like no no but i also feel like i've never been out in the boonies like that like yeah we li- i live out in the county but like not like that these people like heavily secluded even like on the jeepers creepers thing yeah i guess so they all know everybody so yeah so <clears throat> like when you come into that scene like you're definitely an outsider and everybody knows it right the fuck is this bitch yeah yeah get her Get her. <laughs> oh, shoot. Anyway, uh, the waitress, she asks Enos, that's his name, right, Enos? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's about 20 miles from the diner, right? Another woman says, can't blood. Are they reopening <laughs> that place? The girl asks if she can get a bus or something to the camp. They tell her, not likely. We find out that her name is Annie. Enos agrees to take her halfway up to the crossroads. You know, he can drop her off. He's running some errands. They walk. Oh, see, I missed that he said halfway up. Yeah, he told her halfway. They walk to Enos's truck, and uh, he asks her if all the girls up there are going to be as good looking as she is. Creep. It's funny, like today. Already a creep. That's Annie. You'd never get in this truck with this dude. No. Not a chance. You would definitely get as an Uber. As a dude, you wouldn't get in a truck with <laughs> this guy. definitely get an Uber. Yeah. I could see Seth getting in with him. With Enos or Enos? Enos, Enos, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, a crazy man named Ralph asks if she's going to Camp Crystal Lake. He tells her that it has a death curse. <laughs> Enos helps her, uh, helps Annie into his truck, groping her ass as she watches Ralph ride off on his bike. Yeah. Enos is like, get on out of here. Yeah, get on, crazy. get. 
Get out of my house. <laughs> in the truck, Enos tells Annie that Ralph is causing problems for her boss with all his crazy ass talk. What did you guys think of this this whole scene with the okay the groping of the butt, the crazy Ralph guy, and then just the conversation in the truck they were having? Unnecessary. You think? And just fucking stupid. Mm, too much. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Okay. I guess it wasn't really relevant much to the story. I have a note about this later, I think. So, you know, I'm good at saying I'm going to talk about something and then forgetting, so I'm just going to talk about it now. But the they do a pretty good plot twist on us because we, at this point, I would assume Annie is our final girl, right? That's who the movie starts with. We're kind of... Oh, yeah, for sure. Not so much, obviously. But, I again, I think maybe it was some wasted time. I don't know. But the movie wasn't terribly long, in my opinion. So. But, yes, going into this, I thought she was the main character. Yeah. 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 I think it's to... isn't <clears throat> Don't they do that to mix up make you think it's somebody else basically to set it up so you think it's somebody else killing the whole time yeah probably yeah, yeah. she's definitely just a uh a, a pawn i think yeah uh enos asks annie if steve christie has told her anything about what happened at the camp she tells him no enos tells her to quit quit right now camp crystal lake is jinxed he asks her if Chris- <laughs> <laughs> he asks her if steve uh Told her about the two murdered in 1958 or the boy drowning in 1957. 1992, they wanted to open up the uh, camp, but the water was bad. Christy has been up there for a year trying to fix it up. He tells her to quit. Quit right now. Well, not 92, but... Mm. Oh, that can't be right. <laughs> must have been 82. Do you think? I forget. He said a year, but I didn't write it down. Mm. It might have been 70-something. Yeah, no. They tried to open it, but the water was bad. We figure out why later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We sure do. He tells her she's a dumb kid, and she tells him at least she's not afraid of ghosts. They have an awkward exchange. He drops Annie off at the crossroads, and Annie gets out of the car to walk the rest of the way. Yeah, that's why I was like, damn, we didn't even drive her all the way up, but then I didn't catch the... Yeah, he said he wasn't going all the way. And this is where Jess and I saw the cemetery with the Hope, New Jersey. Okay, I missed that. It's called like the Morobia Cemetery. Yeah. The Morobia. <gasps> Scene three. The bacon. The bacon truck. <laughs> That's a whole truckload of bacon. Three people named Ned, Marcy, and Jack are driving in a truck to the camp. Ned asks Marcy if there will be other women as beautiful as her at Camp Crystal Lake. Barf. She asks him if sex is all he ever thinks about. Well, duh. Mm-hmm. They pull into Camp Crystal Lake and are listening to some banjo music. As they arrive, we see a man wearing only jean shorts and a bandana chopping a tree stump with an axe. He asks them if they can give him a hand, and he hollers for Alice. Yes, Jessica, I said hollers. Holler. I was just thinking about sexy-ass Steve Christie chopping that wood. Do you, <laughs> think he's, do you find him attractive? I, I made a note. Cute. I said he's got a nice 80s bod. He's cute. What is an 80s bod? I don't know. You know, you just don't really see a lot of buff people from the 80s. Like, I don't think people worked out as much as they do. He's probably one of the better looking people in this movie. Yeah, he's not bad looking. I'd bang him. The- <laughs> what? Being honest. <laughs> the chest hair was on, like, full display. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was very proud of it. And that stash. He's very woke as well. He had his like bandana mask. He was ready to pull yeah. it up. He was like, I know this He's COVID's woke. coming. This COVID shit's <laughs> coming. He had kind of weird glasses. But other than that, he was, yeah. yeah. Mm. For the time, I think those yeah. were like the popular glasses. To Probably. Have. Ooh, he had that weird 80s bod. 
I say weird. I said nice. Okay, all right. All right. The three kids hop out of the truck, and they help him knock over a stump. He introduces himself as Steve Christie. Steve starts asking Alice questions about uh, what everyone is doing at the camp to help. Clearly annoyed, Alice shows the kids to their cabin. God, Steve. Steve's kind of a dick. We cut to Alice fixing a spouting on a cabin, and Steve walks up to help her. As she's fixing the spouting, he picks up her notepad and tells her that she uh, draws very well. There's a picture of him drawn in the book. She tells him that she drew it last night. He tells her that she's very talented and very pretty. He tells her that uh, this isn't her cup of tea, is it? And asks her if she's going to leave. He asks her to give him another chance, give him one week to get this place up and running. She tells him she might have to go to California to fix a problem she has. Then she agrees to wait one week. He rubs her hair very awkwardly, tells her thank you, and walks off. Yeah, I'm not buying that they're a couple. What happened the night before? Right. Yeah, so I have a question. <laughs> I And I'm, um, I say, what in the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, they are a weird couple. If they're dating. Are they supposed to be dating? I don't think they are. I don't know, like. I don't know. Something's going on between the two. And um, we we never find out what her uh-uh, problem is uh-uh. in, in California she has to go figure out. But like when he touches her, she doesn't look like she likes it. She's like, uh. It was weird. Yeah, it was very and awkward. Later, I feel like she kind of has a thing for Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't so, think that they're like together. So what happened? Did they just bone the night before? No, that's what I was wondering because she's like, I drew it last night and i'm like okay well, what happened last night was it a naked sketch i didn't catch Mm-mm. no was it a naked sketch i didn't catch <laughs> <laughs> that was not on purpose <laughs> so that's our local uh rapper yeah that's about all you're gonna get out of me mm-hmm. all right so we go to a point of view uh camera shot again of someone watching alice run through the woods to talk to bill painting down by the lake after she's done talking to him, we see someone watch her walk back through the woods. We cut to Steve leaving in a jeep telling the kids what to do while he's gone. He tells them it's going to rain like hell, and he doesn't want to get too far behind. Come on, kids, get your shit together. As he drives off, Ned says that he neglected to tell them that downtown they call this place Camp Blood Bath. Was it Blood Bath? No, it's not a movie. <laughs> Camp Blood Bath. I think it is a movie. Yeah, I think it is. Hmm. Scene four, the archery range. We cut to Brenda carrying an archery bag out to the range. An arrow shoots by her into the bag. We see that Ned shot the arrow. Brenda's pissed. She is not happy. No, she's mad. This Ned. You like Ned? I think he's funny. See, I didn't think you guys would like Ned because he's kind of like the um, Randy of this movie, if you're talking in Screams. Mm, Yes, I'm, again, talking about Scream. But... He's kind of like the Randy character, so I actually found him obnoxious. No, he was all right. He didn't bother me. Definitely not as obnoxious as Randy. No. Randy. I feel like they don't talk enough for anyone to really be that annoying. Right. Not a lot of character development in this movie. No, really hardly any. Um, So we cut to Annie walking down a road to the camp trying to get a ride. So this is Annie from the beginning of the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Enos dropped her off halfway. A Jeep shows up to pick her up, but we cannot see who's driving. Annie throws her stuff in the back and tells the person that she's going to Camp Crystal Lake. She's talking to the dry. Uh, she's talking the driver's ear off, right? Like she's just. Blah, 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 blah. I love working with children. Um, did you <laughs> notice this person is an awful driver? Yeah. Terrible driver. I don't 
And you know what I just realized right now that I didn't notice when we watched the movie is that Steve leaves in a Jeep. Yeah, I just said that. Right, but I like didn't <laughs> make the connection because I have, oh, you know, a Jeep stops and picks her up. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. I totally missed that it was the same kind of car. Same Jeep, same color, like yeah. everything. I think it was this, probably the same car. They probably had budget cuts, so like, we got to use the same fucking Jeep. Or were they trying to make us think it was Steve? I think that's what they were yeah, doing. Sure to make it I think I missed when Steve drove off. I must have been mm-hmm. typing or something. Uh, Annie notices that, that they pass the Camp Crystal Lake sign. She asks the driver to stop, but they speed up. She keeps asking them to stop, stop, stop. She opens the Jeep door and jumps out into a ditch not sure that's how i would have handled the situation no i probably would have reached over and took taking the keys out mm. would that work well the car would shut off and they'd have to stop mm. mm-hmm. the driver backs up to where annie is at and we hear them get out of the car annie limps through the woods and uh we're again we're in a point of view camera angle here uh so we are the driver at this point and they're walking behind annie we see a pair of boots and black pants mm-hmm. of the driver Annie continues to limp through the woods, watching for the driver, when all of a sudden, the black pants are right in front of her <gasps> as she falls to the ground. We see someone in a flannel shirt with a knife cut Annie's throat as blood drips mm-hmm. out. And I wrote, damn, I thought she would last longer than this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a good little twist. I actually don't yeah. mind the twist. Um, kind of like Terrifier. Yeah, I mean, I think it was good mm-hmm. that... Yeah. Or, you know, not to say it again, but, you know, Scream. Because then you're like, well, damn, who is the main person? Who is our final girl? This is a little sidetracked, but I wonder if the Crystal Lake here Mm -hmm. is older than Mm -hmm. the Sumi. I'm just curious. Hmm. We do have a Camp Crystal Lake here. Yeah. Where is it? Um, It's right outside New Carlisle. (laughs) Scene five, bikinis, speedos, and jean shorts. I call this. Don't forget the great belly flop. I call this hot bacon time. Hot bacon time. <laughs> so Ned is floating on a piece of a dock as the other kids pull it with a rope. They're basically putting it in place, <clears throat> right? So they're yeah. building the big dock. Marcy and Jack are lying on the dock as Ned and Brenda are swimming in the water. We see someone watching them from the woods. Brenda thinks she sees something out in the woods, but Marcy tells her that there's nothing there. Yeah, nobody else sees it. We continue to see a point of view um, from the person who's clearly watching them from the woods. In the middle of the lake, Ned is dr- well, he's drowning. Jack and Brenda run down the dock and dive into the water. What did you guys make of this Kevin Bacon belly flop? I mean, I did say, ooh, the bacon is shirtless way before droopy boobs bacon. (laughs) Maybe that's what set his tits into motion. (laughs) It was that awkward (laughs) belly flop. Well, there's like, like he's trying to do a dive, right? Yeah. But clearly not great. Belly flops. Belly flop central here. Um, Honestly, I didn't really like this scene. It was kind of like, what? You missed the, if you could be an ice cream, what would you be? Oh, I didn't see oh, that. Oh, shit, I missed that too. They all said that and like, I forget which one answered, but they were like, Rocky Road. I was like, who the fuck would pick Rocky Road? Like if you had to be an ice cream. Can I be honest with you? Would you pick Rocky Road? I don't think I've ever had Rocky Road ice cream. I don't care for it. It's it's um peanuts and marshmallow. Like, it's chocolate ice cream with peanuts and marshmallows. Yeah, it's the marshmallow I don't like. Honestly, that sounds amazing. It's good. The yeah. only thing that would make it better would be peanut butter. Yes, agreed. Mm. It's good, but it's like it does seem like it's like missing something. Yeah, I don't like the marshmallow part. Well, as you guys know, I'm a. I'm a mild Eric Church fan. I wouldn't say I'm like an obsessive Eric Church fan, although other people mm. might think I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You'd probably uh, end up on a list, but you think so? Maybe. Do you think I like Eric Church as much as I like Scream or more? Mm. I feel like you talk about them equally. That yeah. Much, so yeah. Probably. But anyway, he does. He mentions Rocky Road in one of his songs, so oh. I'm like, well, hey, maybe I should hang out with Rocky Road or it Eric Church. It just makes me think of Goonies. Yeah, it does. Swaths, like, yeah. Okay, oh. so if Jess, if you were gonna be any ice cream, what would you be? Probably mint chocolate chip. It's my fave. One of my faves. I'm trying to think of what that means for you as a person. Mint? I mean, I'm fresh. Okay. <laughs> I agree with that. Fresh and minty. Fresh as fuck. Huh. Always clean. <laughs> Always clean. Man. Jessica, our local clean girl. Clean <laughs> girl. What about you, Seth? Fuck, I don't know. Chocolate chip cookie dough is probably my favorite. Oh, that sounds great. Or cookies and cream between those two. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> mm. mm. I could go for a milkshake right now. Uh, I would probably be death by chocolate. Mm. Chocolate on chocolate with chocolate chips, brownie fudge, and um, peanut butter. That's too much. Oh, it is. Anything with peanut butter, though, I'm like... I do like, yeah, peanut butter is mm. good. Anyway, uh, Marcy and Bill are in a canoe and paddle out to where Ned is at. Jack and Owls pull Ned up onto the dock. Brenda leans down to give him CPR, and as he pulls her over, he starts kissing her. We see through the woods. Someone is watching the kids goofing off. Mm. Pulls the Sandlot. It is. So this yeah. was before yeah. the Sandlot. Do you think the Sandlot ripped this off? They kind of did. Yeah, basically. So at this point, had you never seen this movie, would you be thinking, okay, obviously this is Steve watching them because they're supposed to be working and they're yeah. fucking off. I'm pretty sure that's what I thought the first time I saw it. I'm like, it's this fucking counselor or the camp dude. Steve. Creepy Steve. Yep. All right. Scene six, Alice in Wonderland. Alice is in her room looking for something in her drawer. We see a large black snake right by her foot. She runs to the door and yells for Bill. Bill runs Bill! in with the... <laughs> Bill runs in with the machete. That was a machete. I put machete question mark because I just uh, thought it was funny of all <laughs> things. He has a fucking machete. Well, he's outside chopping down weeds, right? God, so, get a freaking weed whacker. Dude, this is 1980. They had them then. Oh, they did? Yes. Well, I don't know. I wasn't alive. <laughs> I'm going to get a machete and start chopping weeds in my yard with one. You should. See if somebody calls the police. <laughs> I think it's just foreshadowing because, you know, Jason carries a machete later, later right. in life. Alice tells them, uh, tells them there's a snake and he clearly has no idea what to do. He looks fucking lost. Um, clearly, he's uh, Bing Crosby's son. He should be playing instruments and singing. Singing some big band. <laughs> Alice points down under the bed, and um, at this point, all the other kids ran in the cabin as well. Mm -hmm. So all the kids jump on the floor. Not what I would do if there's a snake in the room, no. but they're all looking under the bed. They grab pillows, and they're trying to kill the snake with pillows. Finally, Bill hacks off the head of the, of the snake with the machete, mm -hmm. and then just to make sure it's dead, he chops it in half like after the head is gone. Yeah. Um, you guys know this is an actual snake they did this to for the filming? Oh, shit. Yeah, that was an actual snake they killed. Well, that's shitty. It looks like a black rat snake to me, which you're actually not supposed to kill those because they're not aggressive. Yeah, they're not. They're yeah. Harmless. Although we had a six foot black rat snake out here uh, last summer, and we we did kill it because I don't. If in my opinion, I should probably shouldn't say that, huh? I peed out here. Mm. The girls oh, wow. saw it. So the my two girls and my niece were out here, and this thing was like six six feet long, over six feet long, big black rat snake. We've got kids back here and stuff. Yeah. Like that's. It's a little they were free. They still talk about it. You didn't pick it up and be like, oh, look. 
my uncle picked it. He was out there. He picked it up, and it was he's humongous, and it was like taller than. Like, is it was, a rat snake like a garter snake? They're they're human. They're huge. I thought they no. called them like corn snakes because they um, hang out in the fields. I think corn snakes are. Are they different? different but the, you have to Google black rat snake. They're big. Yeah, because garter snakes are actually pretty little. Mm-hmm. But they don't met like they eat. Like usually, if you have them, they'll Rats. live under your pool. No, the <laughs> snakes. They live under your porch. They live like in your crawl spaces. They don't mess with people. Yeah. They just they probably eat rodents and they do um, bugs. Anyway, there are some jokes about eating the snake. We see Bill walk away a little awkwardly. We cut to Marcy and Brenda walking down the drive discussing dinner. A police officer on a bike pulls up behind them. Just then, Ned runs out with a Native American headdress on, mm-hmm. squawking. Like a Native American. The officer gets off the bike and asks the kids who they are. They tell him that they're camp counselors, and he asks where Christy is and if he paid them well for this. So at this point, he's kind of like, why are you guys here? Clearly stoned, these people. Oh, yeah, they're all high yeah. as fuck. Officer Dorf. <laughs> is that his Was name? Was that his name? Yes. I write down. I so, did write, he said, we ain't going to stand for no weirdness out here. We ain't standing for that weirdness. <laughs> Y'all are smoking that wacky tobacco. On the ganja. Dude, they were all high for sure. Jack walks up and the officer grabs him as he asks him if he's been smoking. Jack tells him he doesn't smoke. It causes cancer. The officer asks, did you just get off a spaceship or something? (laughs) Colombian gold, man. Grass. The weed, dig it. I'm like, who the fuck is this cop? Did you just get off a spaceship? (laughs) A spaceship, man. Brenda tells him that they are trying to get the place in shape. The officer tells him that they are looking for a crazy person named Ralph. Ned tries to make a joke. We cut to Alice <laughs> in the kitchen, putting away pots and pans. She opens the pantry door, and inside is crazy-ass fucking Ralph. <laughs> he tells her that he's a messenger of God, and she's doomed if she stays there. Marcy and Ned run into the room. He tells them that the place is cursed. It's got a death curse. He tells them that God sent him. He has to warn them. They're doomed if they stay. Go. Leave now. Ralph's about the only person in this movie that makes any sense. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Ralph walks out of the cabin and takes off running. He rides off uh, on his bicycle, telling them again that they are doomed. That's kind of weird that he's there. It's just um, funny to me that he's like, you're doomed. You're all going to die, but that's none of my business. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go on my merry way now. I just rode my bike <laughs> all the way here from town to <laughs> jump out of the, the closet at you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but anybody that tells me they're a messenger of God, I'm like, eh. You eh, pull out your Bible. Eh, and I'd rather die at this camp tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my, my luck with Jason. Take my chances. You'd be okay, though, because you picked Jason to save your life. So I think under um, trial by combat rules, he can't kill you. I don't know. We'll see. Eh, we'll see what he says on Twitter. Yeah. Scene seven. What happened to Annie and creepy Ned the stalker? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> the kids and Alice are all in the kitchen preparing burgers. Jack, Bill, Brenda all go into the generator cabin to try and fire up the backup generator as the power went out. We cut to Jack and Marcy walking by the water, dancing on a log. We can tell that someone is watching them in the distance. They begin to kiss by the water as the camera pans out. We notice that Ned is watching them from across the lake. He's jelly. Ned walks down by the water whistling and goes around to the front of a cabin. 
around the front of the cabin, we see someone up on the porch as they turn and walk into the cabin. Ned sees them as well and goes into the cabin to investigate. Hello? He's like, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> mm, circa Brightburn. Hey, He's like, can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to just follow yeah. me there? Like? I'd be like, oh, that dude's fine. I'm just going to. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he probably, like, if we were all there together, wouldn't you just assume it was one of us? Yeah, but if they didn't respond, I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't know. I guess they work there, so they're supposed to be like, eh. Hey, you. I didn't really see who you were, but I'm going to follow you into I'm going to follow you into this abandoned cabin. That Maybe no he in. thought it was somebody he could get lucky with. They were like, hey, okay, Ned, come in the cabin with me. Come on, Ned. Maybe it was the glory hole cabin. Who knows? <laughs> Ooh. We cut back to Jack and Marcy walking uh, where Ned was just at. Jack tells Marcy that the wind has shifted a whole 180 <gasps> degrees. Kevin Bacon is now a fucking weatherman in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, a storm would fuck that valley right up or something like that. Yeah, he's like weatherman Bacon. That's great. Marcy asks him about Ned and that he's been acting like a jerk. We hear the thunder and see lightning crashing in the distance. Doesn't she talk about some dream she had about rain turning into blood? And oh, yeah. Here mm-hmm. it comes. Marcy tells tells Jack about a dream she had about being in a thunderstorm where the rain turns into blood and the blood washes away into little rivers. Then the sound stops. Marcy and Jack <sighs> head back to camp as it starts to rain. So you're telling me. She just told him this odd story about this weird nightmare she continues to have. And they're just like, oh, okay, that's cool. Let's go back to camp. He's only thinking about one thing. Getting that poon. (laughs) We cut the scenes of the woods and the water being blown around by the storm. Jack and Marcy sneak into a cabin with only flashlights to light the room. They get undressed and Jack lights a candle. How sweet. Kinky. They're laying on the bottom bunk of a bunk bed. Um, so Baconator <laughs> takes his shirt off here. I have a note to ask Seth. I said, Seth, is this better than uh, Kevin Bacon's shirtless scene in You Should Have Left? Oh, God, yes. Mm. Is that even a question? They were still firm. Yeah. He's a little scrawny in this, but still. He's a twink. Yeah. He looks better in Footloose. Mm. We cut from uh, Jack and Marcy to Alice, Bill, and Brenda in the larger cabin. Bill's playing guitar as Alice looks at the door stating that Marcy and Jack are going to get drenched. So I was like, this is like the boring group over here. They're just like... Are they, though? I mean, up to this point. Maybe when Alice said Marcy and Jack are going to get drenched, she wasn't talking about the rain. Maybe she meant Marcy. Oh, Uh I didn't think of it that way. Mm. He's like, oh, you don't like storms? Well, you're about to... (laughs) You're about to experience it. About to get the storm. Uh, Alice lights a fire (laughs) as... About to get the storm. (laughs) It's a coming. Alice lights a fire as Bill serenades the women with a guitar. Drip Manop. So I like kind of don't like Alice at this point. I feel like she's like the prude, like mm. mother type. Like, mm. well, I think she's supposed to be older than them, right? I thought that at first, but I don't know. Maybe she's very like, oh, yeah, oh, oh strip Monopoly. Scene eight. <laughs> bye, bye, Baconator. We cut back to Marcy and Jack in the bunk bed having sex. The camera pans up and we see that Ned is dead in the bunk above them. Poor dead Ned. Poor dead Ned. Dead Ned. We cut back to the strip Monopoly game as they are smoking weed and drinking booze. As we cut back to Marcy and Jack, they are laying in bed snuggling. Marcy gets up to pee. and ja- Oh, sorry, Seth. Jack puts his shirt back on. Yeah, well. 
Marcy grabs a raincoat and leaves the cabin to go pee. We cut back to the Monopoly game. Bill lands on Alice's property and has to take off a boot. How boring. I don't know. Like, come on. Come on, Bill. Get with the program here. Get your machete out, Bill. We cut to Jack back in the cabin waiting on Marcy. He fires up a joint as he's laying in bed. All of a sudden, blood drips on his forehead, <gasps> right on his head. Someone underneath the bed grabs his forehead and stabs an arrow through his neck. That's a pretty cool. Yes. Great scene, I yeah. thought. The arrow comes from underneath the bed, and he goes through the through his, the back of his neck and out through the front of his neck. Pretty good scene. That's pretty good aim from under a bed. Like, I thought, I thought it was sweet. Yeah. We cut to Marcy in the outhouse building. Someone opens the door and walks into the building and walks slowly by each of the stalls. We can see Marcy's flashlight on her feet underneath one of the doors. thought it was odd she didn't like hear him at this part. It was a little weird. Yeah. Wait, wait, hear him dying? No, the guy walking in. Oh, yes. Like when we see the flashlight and the feet, like she doesn't... It's like she doesn't even know he's in there. Well, she hears she, him because I, I have that Marcy hears someone walking around outside the stall door and thinks it's Jack. She comes out of the stall calling for Jack. She recites a movie quote in the mirror and hears another noise. Yeah, that part was kind of weird. Who the fuck would do that? Like, I'm sorry, but you're a I should have wrote down psychotic. what I wrote. Yeah, but she was like, ah. You're at like, camp. There's like yeah. no fucking lights on in there. And you're like standing in front of the mirror, like reciting some. Let's sound like a 50s or 60s like yeah. movie quote. Yeah, Maybe she wants to be an actress. In her undies. In her mm. panties. Oh, God. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. You don't like the word panties? I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not against the word panties. It's just. (laughs) I just wanted you to say panties. Not one of my favorite words. Panties is not one of my favorite words. (laughs) She messes with the sink uh, because the water won't turn on. She finally gets turned on and she's leaning down to turn on the water. She and we, as the audience, hear a noise. She walks up to a closet as she's walking. We hear. What do we hear, Seth? She turns on a light in the shower room and pulls the curtains back on the showers. We can see someone moving around behind her. She turns around. We see someone raise an axe and smash it into her head, killing her. Why'd she have to take a shower? We cut back to the Monopoly game, and Bill is missing his shirt. Brenda's missing her shirt, and Alice is about to take her shirt off when the door flies open, stopping the game immediately. All of a sudden, Brenda remembers that she left her windows open in her cabin. She throws on her rain jacket and takes off in the rain. What a dumbass. What? Like this whole time. Yeah. Oh my God. It's been storming for like two hours. I left my windows open. I think she was copping out. She was like, I'm about to lose this game. These, yeah. Bren- these Brenda titties are about to come out. <laughs> I thought it was funny that like Alice was pretty much fully clothed. Well, she's good at Monopoly. Yeah. You can't get mad at her for being a good businesswoman. Her okay? shirt was about to come off. I bet she didn't have a bra on, so she was like, shit. She's like, uh-oh. Shit, these thunder nips are about to fly out she everywhere. She didn't have the big knockers like Brenda. Oh, no. Did Brenda mm-hmm. have big knockers? She did. Yeah. Fuck. No. Knockers. <laughs> Sounds like something some old trucker would say. <laughs> Check out them knockers on her. <laughs> like Ennis. Yeah. You think Ennis? That's what he was thinking knockers, about Annie. Knockers, cans. I like cans, too. Check like out jugs. them jugs. <laughs> <laughs> them big old jugs. What's the other one? Oh, you said torpedoes. Torpedoes. <laughs> That's a thing? I don't know. I've never heard that before. Check out name them. names, but you know one person always comes yeah. to mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Uh, knocker, right. Knockers is pretty good, though. So in this scene... <laughs> Jack and Marcy bite the dust. I thought these were two really good kills. 
I agree. Yeah. I, I like the axe, and I also like the uh, the, the arrow. arrow is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. In your, I have the unrated version. So on your guys' version that you watched, was there like blood and... What, the arrow? Mm-hmm. Well, even Annie, when Annie got her throat cut, was there mm-hmm. blood? Yeah. Yeah. And the air, you could see the arrow go through his mm-hmm. throat. Okay. Yep. I wasn't sure what the difference was. Did you watch it on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep, there was still blood. There was still blood. They saw the arrow come all the way through. Okay. Yeah. I think there would have been more blood. In Realistically, real, probably. But yeah, there was still blood <clears> and everything. <laughs> blood running down her face when she got face axed. Face axed. I like the face axe. Yeah. You like a good face axing? I like axe a good axe to, to the face. <laughs> axe to face. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind oh. it. I mean, I wouldn't. If you were like, hey, man, you want to come over and I'll axe your face, I'd Those probably be like, no. <laughs> probably not going to do that. Those were two good kills in a row. Yeah. They're pretty close together. I think thus far, all of the kills have been really good. Yeah. All right. Scene nine. Steve Christie at the diner. This scene opens up showing the rent. Oh, shit. I spilled beer all over me. Oh, the now fuck you with you two tonight? Crusty beer titties. I got crusty beer titties. <laughs> all right. This scene opens up showing the rain coming down outside of a diner. The, the uh, Steve Christie's inside. He's drinking a coffee. He tells the waitress that he has to get moving. He has six new camp counselors that he has to get back to. Steve leaves in a yellow slicker and gets in his Jeep. We see Steve driving through a, a thunderstorm, cleaning off his window with his hand. He uh, apparently does not have a dehumidifier in there. Um <laughs> I, don't, I didn't get this, but there's a sign that says Camp Crystal Lake is 12 miles away. We cut back to Brenda. Um, she's in the shower house where Marcy was killed earlier. As she's brushing her teeth, she notices the shower stall doors are open and the lights on. As she brushes, uh, brushes, as she brushes, we see someone has um, pulled one of the shower curtains closed. We see the hand grab the shower oh, curtain, right? Creepy. Brenda starts brushing her hair, looks back at the shower. She puts her raincoat back on, collects her things, and leaves the shower house. As she leaves, we hear... Uh, and it pans back to the like shower that. room where the light is dangling from the ceiling. I didn't mm. get this. Why is the light dangling? I don't know. I think it was supposed to be creepy, but it really wasn't yeah. very creepy. It <clears throat> didn't make a lot of sense to me. Pose more questions than anything. I agree. We cut back to Steve in the rain. His Jeep is broken down and won't start. We see a police officer pull up with his lights on. Christy gets in and rides with the cop. Mm-hmm. We cut to a point of view shot where someone is outside of Brenda's cabin watching her through the window. We can see hands moving on branches, and we hear... <laughs> I get chills. Inside the cabin, Good. Brenda lights a candle and turns off her lantern on the table. She sets the candle on the windowsill. Very dangerous, in my opinion. This is like a bright-ass candle. It's like, <laughs> Well, come on now. They're working on a cheap budget here. True. She lays down in bed to read. Um, so all through this scene, we're hearing the, the noise. But the mm-hmm. noise that Seth continues to make. I'm going to try to do it. Ooh, that's it. <laughs> they said they tried to keep the music in the movie with the killer. So there's scenes like uh, the arrow scene where Ned shoots the arrow by yeah. running into the thing and there's no music at that point. Oh, I guess I didn't notice. So they try what they huh. try to do is keep keep the music with the killer and I think during these scene this scene and some of the other scenes I probably should said this earlier but um, you can hear the music and they do the the noises and that kind of stuff. So I thought later looking I wish I had known that before I watched it so I could really pay attention but I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. 
Hmm. I didn't even notice that. Brenda continues to read. Then she hears the, help me, in the distance. She gets up, grabs a flashlight, and opens her door, yelling, hello. Yeah. We hear someone yelling, over here, please come help. Help. (laughs) Dude, you do that really well. (laughs) Brenda takes off running in the rain in her night nightgown with a flashlight. She continues to yell hello as she's walking around. We hear someone say, please come quickly. Please come. Hurry. Brenda keeps walking in the rain. Hmm. And lo and behold, she gets to the archery range. We see someone turn on the breaker for the range lights. As they turn on the lights, it blinds Brenda. She continues to walk backward toward the archery bale she hung earlier. We hear a scream, and they cut back to Alice in her cabin alone, now strumming the guitar. <laughs> poor she, Alice. I know. Poor she ain't Alice. getting any tonight. Yeah, maybe. I think she was on track to get some, but <clears throat> our killer fucked that up for her. Yeah. I think Bill was going to take care of that. Hmm. As she bends down and mess with the fire, Bill barges in. Alice tells him that she heard someone screaming. It sounded like Brenda. And someone turned on the lights at the archery range. Bill says he's going to go check it out. Alice asks if she can come. Mm-mm. We see Bill and Alice in their rain jackets checking a cabin and yelling for Brenda. In the cabin, Bill finds a bloody axe laying in a bed covered by a blanket. <sighs> Alice asks Bill, what is going on? Why was the axe laying in the bed covered up with a blanket? I was trying to figure that out. I don't know. It was like laying on the pillow like it was a like it was a person. Mm. Probably just to fuck with the yeah, kids. Do you think? Yeah. Like, figure out who it was i don't know i mean he obviously placed it there hmm. obvi obvi <laughs> I, I agree they leave the cabin and go to jack's cabin where they find it empty next they check the shower house calling for brenda marcy <laughs> jack Nettie, Nettie. <laughs> alice tells bill that they should call someone we cut to Alice and Bill trying to get into the office, but the door is locked. Alice finds a piece of wood and breaks the glass out in the window. Inside, the landline will not work. They are unable to use the, the payphone as well. We pan out and see that the phone line has been cut to the <sighs> office. Shit. They try Ned's truck, which is also, it will not start. Alice mm-hmm. tells them they should hike out right now. In this fucking thunderstorm, Alice, let's hike out of here. You wouldn't? Fuck no. Mm. Absolutely fucking not. Nope. Might have had a better chance. Yeah, maybe. I think she had a good chance. Bill tells her there is probably a stupid explanation for all of this, and they'll be laughing about it tomorrow. I don't think so, Bill. And that is 10 miles to the nearest crossroads. Mm. Drinking beer, smoking weed, let's go on a 10-mile hike in the rain. In the rain. In the night, in the dark, (laughs) with a killer loose. Give me a broom, I'll be fine. Bill tells her that Steve will be back soon and they can use his Jeep to get help. Okay, so at this point, Bill leans in and hugs her very awkwardly. Is there something going on here? What do you guys think? I think they like each other. Yeah. For Mm. sure. At least he definitely likes her more than she likes him, I think. But I think she... See, I think, like, with the guitar scene and the whole... I don't know. I think she's into... I think she's into Bill. Billy. Billy. Scene 10, the full moon discussion. Back in the police car, the police officer tells Steve that it is not bad enough. It's Friday the 13th, but it's also a full moon. We keep statistics. There's more accidents, more rapes, more robberies, more homicides Mm -hmm. when there's a full moon. 
It upsets people. Makes them nuts. Do you really think that's true? Like, I don't even notice yes. half the time when it's a full moon. Yes. Hmm. Why do you say that? thing. It's, I, it's something to do with, like, the gravitational pull hmm. and, like, the position of the moon. Hmm. I don't think it affects me. Does it affect you? I don't think so. Yeah. I but think. They say Go ahead. I was just going to say, but they say it warrants awkward behavior. Interesting. I think it goes back to uh, the chicken and the egg theory, chicken or the egg theory. Is it really the full moon making people go crazy or do people see that it's a full moon and then they're like, oh, we should do some fucked up shit. We should do something fucking crazy. Yeah, could be. So is it the moon making them do it or do they realize, hey, it's a full moon? It's an excuse. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. You have to look up like strange events during full moon. Full moon. Like, and it's Friday the 13th. Yeah. So maybe it's the combo. Full moon, Friday the 13th mm-hmm. combo. Full but, moon combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of slutty teens at a camp. Boom. Boom. Dead. Recipe for pasta. Yep. They talk about crazy Ralph. <laughs> and then he got home okay. <laughs> I have no. Can at this point can we can we really discount Ralph as as one of the one or the killer? No, I agree. The cop gets out, uh, or no, I'm sorry. The cop gets a call about a wreck that requires his immediate attention. The they jaws n- of life are needed. <laughs> the police officer lets Steve out to walk the rest of the way to the camp so that he can attend to the wreck. He pulls off with his sirens on. We cut to the Camp Crystal Lake sign, and we see Steve jogging. The storm has stopped by this point, so it's not raining. It's not thundering. We're good. Someone with a flashlight walks up um, behind the Camp Crystal Lake sign. We cannot see who it is, but Steve says, oh, hi. Why are you out in this mess? So obviously he knows this person. Somebody we know, or he knows. He clearly knows them. We cut back to the camp, and we are now in another point of view. And Seth, what do we hear? ch 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 we see someone walk up to the generator and shut it off. Inside the cabin, Bill pulls out a lantern and lights it on a table. Did we say that Steve got stabbed? Um, I don't think we know that yet, do we? I don't think. I had it written down there, but. Um, I didn't notice that at that point. Did he get stabbed right there? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I said he knows who they are. He gets stabbed. Just mm. walking in the woods, dead. Dead. So I didn't catch that. Interesting. No. Uh, Alice walks in and asks him uh, what he thinks happened. He tells her that the generator is likely out of gas and he'll go check it. She lays down on the couch and falls asleep. Bill goes into the generator shed, now only lit by his lantern, as he leans over the tank to check get the gas. We get a creepy shot behind him. Um, so I like this shot. I kept like waiting for something to jump out and, and get him, but it never does. The generator room scene? Yeah. It's like, because it shows it behind him. So that you're like, he's in front of the camera you can clearly see what's going on behind him but like he's like checking the gas but like you're like not watching him you're watching behind him like waiting for somebody to do something to him but they never do there's a lot of that in this yeah Yeah, for sure um so bill checks the gas it's full then we get another point of view uh point of view shot so we are the camera um and how in the hell can alice fall asleep on the couch with all this going on she's high as fuck man dumb bitch oh wow <laughs> so, their helmet hair something i wanted to discuss at this point after this this latest point of view shot um yes i think they use it way too much i'm not a fan of the point of view shot that ends up not being anyone 
You mean like the first person? Yeah, the the, the camera first, view. Yeah. So when we <clears throat> become the camera, I think yeah. it takes away from the movie because at the beginning of it, when Annie gets in the jeep, we get the point of view shot of the driver, clearly the killer. When somebody's watching him from the woods, when they're on the dock, Brenda sees somebody in the woods, probably the killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do a few of the point in the be- very beginning when the movie first starts. The kids in the attic of the barn or the li- the hayloft of the barn. Yeah. The point of view shot is the killer. Right. So then they do like the point of view shot where Ned shoots the arrow at Brenda, not the killer. There's the mm. scenes where they do the point of view shot, and I think it takes away from the movie. I don't know. Maybe no, I'm, I can see what you're saying. Maybe I'm being a whiny little bitch. But that too. Well, of course, but I feel like it takes away from when the point of view shot is the killer. No, I get you. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I like it when you agree with me. <laughs> Whiny little bitch. Whiny little bitch. We see uh, Bill walk out of the generator shed, and all of a sudden we cut to Alice. Bill! Bill! <laughs> Scene 11, <laughs> Alice, the barista, meet Mrs. Voorhees. She wakes up screaming. Bill! She she goes into the kitchen to put on some water. I thought she was making tea, but this she grabs instant coffee out of the Yeah. You got do you guys like instant coffee? No, No, God, my grandma always used to have what is it, Sanka? I don't know, dude. Yeah. Because instant coffee you just heat water and then put it in. And it dissolves, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's I mean in a pinch it's okay, but Well, like once, uh, years ago, I stayed with my sister and she didn't used to drink coffee. <clears throat> so she had no coffee maker. Mm. So we had instant coffee. So like for that, it was okay. But mm. on the regular, no. Dude, even when we get like an it's Airbnb gross. or like a VRBO and it says coffee maker, I'm like, mm. so I'll, they probably hate me, but I'll like email the, the host. And I'm like, you got a, you got a Keurig or you got yeah. like a coffee pot? What is the what brand a- make and model of this? What do I need to bring? <laughs> Do I need to bring fucking coffee grounds or pods? Because if I wake up and I don't have coffee, we're going to be in a world of hurt. <laughs> I'm like a heroin addict coming off of my my binge whenever I don't have coffee. It's really bad. It's yeah. It's, yeah. It's not good. I've turned into a real crap. Ask Seth. He's seen it happen. I don't, I don't think you can be a super host unless you have a Keurig. Uh, I prefer the drip. I like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> I prefer the drip coffee. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. For that drip. Well, I drink like a pot of coffee a day. So like the little cup, this doesn't do it for me. Hmm? I go through like six of them a day. Pots of coffee? No, no, no. Pods. If he did oh, the curing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he butt chugs coffee. It's like his thing. I do. Yeah. I like a good coffee wow. enema. That's cool. <laughs> cool. It's got to be warm though. I don't want a cold coffee enema. Holy cow. Anyway, she goes into the walk-in closet to get some sugar. As she puts the sugar uh, in the cups, the camera pans in, and she looks very worried. We cut outside to Alice walking through the woods with a lantern yelling for Bill again. She looks in the shed, and she finds his orange raincoat on the ground. As she closes the shed door, we see Bill hanging on the front of the door with an arrow through his eye, stomach, and his throat is cut. He dead. He's real dead. Alice cuts, uh, or sorry, Alice runs back to the cabin <laughs> crying, but the door will not lock. What kind of shitty cabin is this the door doesn't lock? She grabs a rope, hangs it from the rafters. Well, that's pretty smart thinking on Alice's part. And wraps it around the door handles. Does, would this really work? Yeah, because it, it didn't open outward. So yeah, it would keep it 
Okay. Shut. Yeah. So if she's doing that, why does she grab all this other shit and throw it in front of the door? She's panicking. All right. Clearly. This whole part like had me laughing. Yeah. Because she's like grabbing so random shit. Long, yeah. And then doesn't even really turn out that she needs it to be like that. No. <laughs> and there's re- all these windows. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I remember us watching this together and I think we laughed at this part. It's like kind of like, it's like a minute too long. It is. Yeah. So she shuts the cabin curtains, grabs a couple um, like chairs, and she grabs uh, like a, a end table. She grabs all this shit and puts it in front of the door. It's right? not really heavy stuff. It's like things that wouldn't even like do anything anyway. <laughs> right. But as bad as this scene is in terms of what the actor is doing, the music is actually pretty good. So it's got the high-pitched synths, and then they turn into yeah. like low piano yeah. notes. So the score is really good, during I thought, during this scene. Um, Alice goes back into the kitchen with a bat. She finds a roasting fork. I think that's what that is. I said spiky utensil. Okay. <laughs> Not sure what it was. <laughs> she leans against the refrigerator and through the only non-closed window. Not that the window wasn't closed, but the blinds weren't shut. Uh, someone throws Brenda through the <laughs> yeah. window and onto the kitchen floor. Yeah. So the only window she did not go close the curtains on is where Brenda gets thrown through. Go figure. Alice leans down by the sink and squeals as she begins to crawl by Brenda on her hands and knees. She gets onto her feet, gets her jacket, uh, but her jacket does get stuck on the stove and it yanks it off. Of course. Through a window in the living room, Alice sees a Jeep pull up and she thinks it's Steve. She pulls open the door and runs outside. So all that shit, like Jessica said, that she put up against the door, she has to to move at all. (laughs) An older woman walks around the front of the Jeep and says that she's Mrs. Voorhees, an old friend of the Christie's. Alice runs up and hugs her and tells her that everyone is dead. Mrs. Voorhees tells her that it'll be all right and she'll take care of her. She used to work for the Christie's. Mm. Alice tells her that they're all dead. They're all dead. Mrs. Voorhees tells her that she'll go look and not to worry. She's not afraid. Yeah, this bitch is creepy. Right off the bat. She's a little weird. Yes. I think with it's her, her teeth. Yes. She's, I don't like her teeth. She's very toothy. Yeah. Toothy? Toothy. She's like the tooth fairy. And she's got that like Mr. Rogers sweater on. She does. <laughs> she, wants to, she wants to appear as comforting. She doesn't want anybody Not to Not with those teeth. All she's right. Like, Calm your nerves, child. Yeah. Calm your nerves, child. <laughs> Scene 12. My old jacket later teeth. Killer, mommy. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees and Alice go into the cabin and Alice shuts the door. Mrs. Voorhees sees Brenda laying on the kitchen floor. Oh my. So young. So pretty. What kind of monster could have done this? She leans up against the doorway and turns around, clearly upset. Alice tells her that Bill, he's still out there. Which I don't understand that. Why does she say that? Because she knows he's dead. Right. Mrs. Voorhees tells Alice that uh, it's this place. Steve never should have opened it. She then asks Alice if she knew that a young boy drowned the year before those two other kids were killed. The counselors weren't paying attention. They were making love while the young boy drowned. His name was Jason. I was working that day, preparing meals. I was the cook. Jason should have been watched every minute. He was... He wasn't a very good swimmer. Why do you think she paused there? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, she's fucking nuts, so yeah, it's hard to tell. Should have collect her thoughts. Okay. She tells <laughs> Alice... <laughs> collect, her, collect her thoughts for a moment. She tells Alice that they can go now. Alice tells her that they should wait for Mr. Christie. Mrs. Voorhees looks off into the distance, having a daydream, and we hear, help, help, mommy, and we see a young boy in a lake unable to swim. 
Mrs. Voorhees says, I am, Jason. I am. You see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. She tells her that she couldn't let Steve open this place again, not after what happened. Oh, my sweet, innocent Jason. My only child, Jason. JJ. Why is Alice, like, during these times where she's having these, like, reflection moments, not like, the fuck is wrong with this lady? Or, like, run away. I'm trying, baby. That's what I'm trying to do. Or, like, sneak out to the Jeep and maybe leave. Right. Yeah. So she comes out of her trance and looks at Alice. She says, you let him drown. You never paid attention. Look what you did to him. She grabs a knife and runs at Alice. Alice grabs a fire poker and hits Mrs. Voorhees with it. She falls back against the couch. And then Alice hits her in the back. Alice runs out to the Jeep where she finds Annie, the girl from the beginning of the movie. She screams and runs away from the Jeep. As she's running, Steve falls down from a tree where he is hung upside down with a knife in his chest. Alice stops and screams. (laughs) Are we really believing that at this point, Mrs. Voorhees, this old lady, is able to throw, first off, stab Bill to a door with arrows? No. Throw Brenda through a window Mm-mm. and hang Steve Christie. This He's not a huge guy, but he's a bigger guy. Right. Hang him upside down from a tree. No, I do not buy her as the killer in this. Come on. You think Enos, the truck driver, came back and helped her? I mean, that'd I be more so. believable. <laughs> I think Enos is in on this whole thing. That's probably the dad. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, she's not very big. Enus Voorhees. <laughs> well, then we... <laughs> Enan, Enus, Enan, Enus Voorhees. Could be. Um, okay, I agree. I, I 100% agree. But we see Mrs. Voorhees get up inside the cabin. She walks out um, and sees Alice running through the woods. The camera zooms in on her face, and she says in a child's voice, Kill her, Mommy. Kill her, Mommy. Psychotic Killer. bitch. And we see your teeth. Don't Jess, let her get away, like. mommy. It's like zoomed in on her teeth. Kill her, mommy. Uh, Don't let her live. She what? snaps out of the kid's voice into her own voice and says, I won't, Jason. I won't. Go ahead. What did you want to say? I was just going to say it's something about her, like, smoker voice. Because yeah. she's totally got, like, a oh, smoker yeah. voice going yeah. on. And it kind of looks like there's stuff between her teeth, even. Ooh. Or it's her teeth. That's yeah, weird. they're all, like, spaced apart. Yeah. I mean, there's something weird about her teeth. I don't... So her teeth bothered you. Do you think they're fake teeth? No. They, they look like mm. they could be, like, veneers or, like, false teeth, maybe. Like, so she would... actually had false teeth. I think if you got false teeth, you'd get them better than that. <laughs> I guess for the time, though. I don't know. Maybe because okay. they zoom in on it so much. Like, it's so close. Mm. So I think we can all agree... Unbelievable as a killer. Um, not a, not as a killer, but... The things they had her do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or that we're supposed to believe she did. Right. But from an acting level, I thought she did pretty good because she clearly comes off as fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. acting, she was good. Yeah. I just have trouble believing she did all that stuff. Yeah. From a physical standpoint. Yes, physically. Yes. But I, of course, crazy people, I feel like, get a strength, you know, that... I don't yeah. know. Superhuman strength. Superhuman strength. Because she's crazy. It's her teeth. That's her strength. Yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, does, she does all that stuff with her teeth. Yeah, she then, hangs them up at the door. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why they're splitting apart. She picked up people with teeth. And... Kill her, mommy. Kill her, mommy. Scene 13, Alice the Huntsman. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Alice in another cabin rooting through drawers looking for a weapon. Mrs. Voorhees turns the generator back on and all the lights 
in the camp turned back on. <gasps> Shit. Fuck. Crap. Damn it. <laughs> Alice finds a rifle, but the ammo is locked in a drawer. She tries to open the drawer by breaking the lock, but it's unable to be opened. Mrs. Voorhees enters the cabin and tells Alice to come on. It will be easier for her than it was for Jason. The camera zooms in on Mrs. Voorhees' face once again, <laughs> Jessica. Damn teeth. Killer mommy. Killer mommy. See, I thought they were like in a barn or something. It seemed like a bigger... I think they're in the office because where the gun was at. I think this is uh, Christy's okay. office because there's like a desk. She walks toward Alice. Alice hits her with the gun. She throws objects at Mrs. Voorhees, hitting her in the face. Yeah, I just said Alice throws random shit at her. <laughs> It was like I couldn't tell what it was. This is my favorite part of the whole movie. The bitch slap? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees grabs Alice, bitch slaps her twice, <laughs> throws her down in a chair, and bitch slaps her again. Uh, she then throws her onto a table. Alice gets up, punches her in the stomach, startling her, and then in the face, knocking her back onto the floor. This is like a realistic fight scene, I think. Cause like This is yeah. shit you would like if you were out at the bar at like 1 a.m. and like this mm-hmm. this... Like chick comes over and like starts fucking with the other chick. Like, that's like like a legitimate fight you would see. Yeah, I can see that. But and I mean, this elderly lady would clearly be down and out uh, after this, oh yeah. right? I don't know. You just said maybe she's got some crazy person strength. Right, crazy I people. Know. I don't know. I don't know. It's the teeth, like Jess said. It's the teeth. <laughs> Alice runs <laughs> off, and we see Mrs. Voorhees <laughs> get up. Mrs. Voorhees is walking through the woods and down by the water. As she goes by a stack of skids, we see that Alice is hiding behind it and sneaks back up to the cabin while Mrs. Voorhees goes in the other direction. We cut to a shot of the moon and we hear Mrs. Voorhees saying, Kill her, Mommy! Kill her! Kill her! Kill her! Kill her. We see Alice go back into the, her own cabin, shutting off the lights. That's what you want to do, right? All these other cabins, she turned the generator back on and all these other cabins have lights now, so let's turn our lights off in our cabin. That makes sense. No, what the mean, yo? You know what? What the mean, yo? Oh me? Oh yeah, well. Then you know, kill her, mommy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! She goes into the utility closet in the kitchen and locks the door, kneeling down in the back against the wall. We hear someone in the cabin knocking things over, and then they turn on the lights to the kitchen. We hear more cluttering as Alice holds on to the doorknob for dear life. It sounds like the person left the cabin and Alice leans down, not looking at the door. <sighs> Behind her... That's Alice. She's like panting. We see the doorknob start to turn and someone starts beating on the door. Alice grabs a pot off the shelf as we see Mrs. Voorhees' face through a break in the door. Does she have an axe for this? Yeah. Why is that axe or machete, question mark? I couldn't tell what she had. I don't know, but oh my god, It's like Circa The Shining right there. Yeah. yeah. Ms. Voorhees tries to hit Alice with the machete that she broke with the door. So it is a machete. Alice ducks and hits her in the face with the pot. She rolls her over to see that the back of her head is bleeding and she is unconscious on the floor. I said she probably should have hit her again. <laughs> I think she's very weak. She's For good very, measure. Yes, but she's very weak. Like She hasn't been able to do much. So how is she, did she kill all these people and do all these things? I don't know. I'm a skeptic. Yeah. It makes you think there's somebody else. But Scene 14, the final showdown. Not to be confused with the final scene, but the final showdown. 
Alice leaves the cabin and goes out to the lake, which is lit by one spotlight. She sits down in a canoe and looks off in the distance. We see someone walking up behind her. Alice turns around and blocks the machete blow with a canoe paddle. The paddle is broken in half as Mrs. Voorhees and Alice struggle to fight each other. They end up rolling around on the ground, and Mrs. Voorhees tries to choke Alice out. Art the clown style. Mm-hmm. This part cracks me up. Yeah. She's like shoving her face in the sand. Yeah. The, re- the wrestling scene. Yeah. This is the funny. wrestling, the WWE scene. Alice knocks her off and tries to run away. Mrs. Voorhees gets on her back and starts choking her. Alice again gets away. This time she runs over to the machete and picks it up. She runs in slow motion. Slow mo in all caps I wrote. As Mrs. Voorhees <laughs> in the camera pan in and we see Alice cut off Mrs. Voorhees' head with a machete. Clean off. Clean off. one big slice. We see Mrs. Voorhees' head decapitated from her spine. Mm. As it flies in the air. As her head is gone, we see Mrs. Voorhees' hands trying to grab where her head once was, but it is no longer there. It's gone. So I actually like this kill a lot. I think it comes off kind of corny at first with the whole slow motion things. That was probably pretty cool at the time, though. Mm-hmm. But I do like the hands, like grabbing. Yeah. That was probably probably pretty advanced, I bet, for when this came out. Well, it just kind of makes sense also because, like, you know how they say when you cut a chicken's head off, it can still get up and run around? Yeah. Like, I feel like... People can do that, too. your nerves and everything. Yeah, Yeah, like, I feel like if somebody did that, like, she would... I feel like that's what would happen. I don't know. I thought it was a cool kill. Yeah, no, it was a good one. Alice walks down to the canoe, puts it in the water, gets in and pushes it out into the lake. There's some cheesy, super cheesy 80s music playing with piano and Mm -hmm. synth. Um... It almost sounds like one of those really bad '80s movies, like where like the you, like you lose your lover or like the lover's gone, yeah. and yeah, it was really cheesy. They had some really good like smoky moon shots. Yeah, they did. Smoky moon. Like a good smoky moon. Who doesn't like a good spread cheek smoky moon? I believe that. The sun begins to come up, and we see Alice asleep in the canoe. The police car shows up with sirens on, and we see two police officers get out and walk toward the water. Alice is asleep with an arm hanging over the side of the canoe. We see the officers yelling something at her, but we can't hear him. The camera pans in on Alice, waking up, her hands in the water as she sits up, slowly grinning. As the camera gets closer, we see a boy jump out of the water behind her and grab her around the neck, pulling her out of the canoe backward into the water. So, what did you guys think of this part? This scene reminds me of Carrie. Like to mm. a T almost. That's hilarious that you say that because this scene was never supposed to be in the movie. Later, as they were doing the movie, they thought, hey, we need a scene like Carrie. Uh, that's exactly what I even noted that. Yeah. So this scene in the writer, I forget the guy's name. I have it written down somewhere, but the writer didn't like this scene. He never wanted Jason to even be in the movie. He wanted the killer to be Mrs. Voorhees. Oh. That was it. But they wanted a like a jump thing at the end, and that's why they added it in. His face. Yeah. So I think this is why when Mrs. Voorhees was talking earlier, yeah, she's crazy and all, but she was like, he was, pauses, he wasn't a good swimmer. I think she was going to say he was like not all there. He was like deformed. He was slow. Something wrong with him, yeah. Well, because if you look at his face, it's like deformed. Yeah. But also he's been underwater for how many years, right? Right. But I think that plays back to what she was kind of getting into is that he had like a deformity or something 
I like this scene. Honestly, uh, even though I knew it was coming, I was kind of typing and not paying attention, and it still like made me jump a little bit. So, but the whole like this, and then the next scene, like it's definitely like a carry. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's what they were trying to rip. The, the whole movie is. We'll, we'll get to that and get lit and talking shit, but it's basically a rip off of, of Halloween. But yeah. Scene eleven, the final scene. Bad dreams for Alice. We see Alice wake up screaming as a nurse grabs her, and a doctor tells her that it's all right. Everything is over. The nurse rolls her over and gives her a shot in the back. A cop walks in and tells her that her folks are on their way up. She asks him, is everyone okay? Is anyone else alive? He tells her that they are all dead and that two of his men pulled her out of the lake. She asks if the boy is dead too. The boy, Jason. The one in the lake. The one that attacked me. The one who pulled me underneath the water. The cop says, ma'am, we didn't find any boy. Alice looks shocked <clears throat> and says, then he's still out there. The camera slowly changes from Alice's face to the lake. And it fades to black as the credits roll. The end. <sighs> What did you guys think of the movie? I like this movie. It's a classic. Yeah. I thought it was good. It's a good summertime, end of summer movie to watch. It's a good summertime, end of the movie to watch. End of the summer, I mean. Do you guys think I have some sort of singing career in my future? Absolutely not. Fuck. Wow. What were you going to say? Because I feel like you're nicer to me than he is. I was going to say possibly. Thank you. Maybe the reason I'm so mean to you is because you're mean to me. I think it's the other way around. Well, that could be. I mean, maybe if it was a Netflix children's show, you could probably maybe have a singing <laughs> career. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with those. I could get into that. They probably make good money. Seth. What? Let's rate this bitch. So our top three movies right now is The Ring. That was my pick with an average horror movie crew Stabby's rating of a 4.7. Scream. Also my pick, a 4.63 average Stabby's rating. The Texas Chainsaw, that's Jess's pick with a 4.53 average Stabby's rating. Coming up the rear, no pun intended, Killer Condom, Seth's pick, 1.5. I Know You Did Last Summer, my pick with a 2.8 and Beetlejuice with a 3.27 average Stabby's rating. We rate these things out of five. Seth, Horror Movie Crew, Number 14, Friday the 13th, my pick. What do you give this movie? I'm going to give this a 4.1. Ooh. Yeah. I went kind of high with it, but... Holy shit. Like, this is one I could definitely watch several times. I feel like we do watch it several times. It's not one that I would watch once and be like, nope. Nope, 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 not watching this again. Jessica. I had mine picked, but now I'm like, should I reevaluate? You're going to let him bully you? Reevaluate. Reevaluate. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think I feel confident. Confident. In your rating. Confidence. 
it's uh, it's probably my fault. Usually I read off your other picks, and I didn't do it this time. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, it's fine. It's good. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid three. Ooh, oh. a three. That's low for you. Solid three. Solid three. Huh? Low balling, Jessica. Wow. <laughs> I, that's what it is. Though. She saw my average Stabby's rating over all of my movies, and she's like, "I gotta tank this shit." This is the Beetlejuice yeah. thing, still. Do you think she's still oh, trying yeah. to pay me back for Beetlejuice? It's going to go on for months. I'm a little salty. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Seth, as you know, you can go take a restroom break because this is going to take I a minute. Well go take a big dump. Right now, I've got The Ring at 4.9, Scream at 4.9, Scream 2 at 4.85, Texas Chainsaw at 4.3. Should be noted that's Texas Chainsaw 2003, not the original. Do I like it more than Scream 2? No. Do I like it more than The Strangers at a 4.8? No. Do I like it more than Sleepy Hollow at a 4.1? I don't think so. I'm going to go with a 3.9 Stabby's rating for Friday the 13th. Part 1. Why do you sound so sad? I sound sad. I didn't a little say bit. You look sad. It was like that thing you did with your throat. I burped a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Seth has drank six bottles of wine since we've been here. Don't worry, he's not driving. Um, a sponsor of the show is Uber. We make sure he gets home every time. I've had half a bottle uh, via Cuber. Cuber. That's my uncle Cuber. He comes, he gets him, and takes him home. God, that sounds scary. <laughs> uh. Seth, Jessica, it's time to jump right into my favorite section of the podcast, getting lit and talking shit. Getting lit and talking shit. Ooh. So as you guys know, every time I watch a movie or really anytime I do anything, I've always got some questions. I'm a questioning kind of person. Mm. So we kind of discussed this already, but what do you think about Mrs. Voorhees as the killer? Based, nope. Hang on. Based on her fighting skills with Alice, yeah. not great. I don't know that she could have done a lot of these things that they had her doing in this movie. What do you guys think? Well, like we already said, I'm yeah. not buying it. Mm-hmm. She had some help. She just seemed too old. So was it a bad casting or was it just like a not, not a, a, a believable no. storyline? Storyline. No, she was good as far as acting. I think for what type of thing she was doing, she was Mm -hmm. too old for it. Yeah. I think she was a good actress, but like. Yeah. Because Jason was supposed to have died in what, 1957? 57, 58. That sounds about right. Yeah. He looks like he's like 10 and now it's the 80s. So she's probably in her 60s. Yeah. She's just like too old of a killer. I mean, judging by those teeth. (laughs) Hated the teeth. And her grandma clothes like. Yeah. She like played the part well, but no, I don't believe yeah. that she could have done all that stuff. So for me, I like the idea of it being the mom. It makes sense. So from a story perspective, I like the idea of of Mrs. Voorhees being the killer. Now I agree with you. Based on what we saw when she was fighting Alice and her nailing or, or using a, an arrow to pen bill up to the door hanging steve christie upside down from a tree not not buying it that's why i just assume jason mm-hmm. was helping her maybe he she channeled her inner jason maybe from um 
a series perspective, obviously the better choice to go with Jason moving forward. You're not going to have much of Mrs. Voorhees right. killing people. Right. So. Okay. Um, I actually liked Annie being introduced first, and then they kind of swapped her out later. So Alice is our final girl, right? Not Annie. Mm. But I thought that... Seth, I love hearing you chew in my ear. I backed way up. <laughs> I backed it up. I thought that it was a good um, switch because the first time, like, even this time when I watched it, I'm like, fuck it. She's not our final girl. Why is she the first person we meet? But I thought it was a good switch. I thought it. I thought they did a good job there. No, that was because most movies, that's that would be the main character. Right. And they absolutely change it up on you. Yeah. She lasts like 20 minutes and is dead. Dead. Even if it's that long dead and then dead. we see her later your favorite kill from the movie Seth what was your favorite kill from the movie Kevin Bacon's Real, oh the arrow the through arrow the, through the neck yeah it was okay. pretty cool yeah Jess what do you think I also had Kevin Bacon arrow through the neck I just wasn't expecting I that I how you see it just like yeah. poking up out of skin. Good visual effects. Because when he gets grabbed, I'm like, okay, they're going to slit his throat or mm-hmm. something. But then it's like, oh, no, they're not. So I guess that f- that scene was really hard to film because they had to like put Kevin Bacon, like he was like, had to put his head through this portion of the bed. But like the visual effects, people were underneath him. Obviously, they didn't put an arrow through his neck, right? Right. right. So like everything they had to do was very difficult to get. They almost didn't have that footage for the film because it was so hard to film. That was one of the notes I had. Hmm. Um, so it's funny you both picked it as your favorite kill because had it not been in the movie, that would have been interesting. Um, my favorite kill is probably Mrs. Voorhees at the end. I really like how... The slow-mo. Just, I just like... You know, again, I, at first I thought it was corny, but then I was like with her hands trying to grab mm-hmm. her head. Uh, not that it's... I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier, but like the use of the point of view, I call it POV, but the POV in the movie, there's so much of it. And I think that when they use it and it's not the killer, it kind of takes away from the sections that are the killer. But I wonder if they did that again to kind of throw everybody off, right? That's what I feel like is why they did it. And the other thing is that, again, and they openly admit in the um, special features of this movie that they were ripping Halloween off. The Halloween had so much success at the box office that they basically were like, hey, um, Halloween made a bunch of money. We're basically going to rip it off, right? So after seeing Halloween, they found that that uh, you make a horror movie with, with a prior evil that starts before the movie, have a bunch of teenagers who are really randy, is what they said. Skanky, uh, slutty, yeah. whores. And want to make love. Put them in a situation where the adults are no help to them whatsoever, and then you kill them off one by one. I would say that they they pretty much followed that. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, for this movie, mm-hmm. but even with the point of view shots, and as you guys know, I'm a humongous Halloween fan, but the beginning of Halloween is one big point of view shot. You see everything from young Michael's perspective yep. through the clown mask, yep. right? So were they using that as the point of view to kind of, okay, hey, Halloween did great. They did this at the beginning of the movie. I can't remember if they do it a bunch during the rest of the movie from that point of view angle, but I feel like they did it way too much during this movie. Or was that like a thing of that era for these movies? Maybe. 
That's the other thing. So Sleepaway Camp, I think, is around the same time, and they yeah. did very similar mm-hmm. stuff with Angela, right? Yeah. Which you didn't know it was Angela, but the killer. So maybe that's just was the style at the time. Maybe that was the Who Done It style at the yeah. time. Mm, that's a good. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. There were a lot of unnecessary parts, like just showing them doing like yeah. mindless things. Yeah. That I was like, why is this necessary to have right now? It's kind of boring to just watch that. Agree. I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree, child. <laughs> All right. Rotten Tomatoes. The critics at Rotten Tomatoes. Jessica, what do you think they gave this movie? The critics at Rotten Tomatoes. The critics. I'm going to say 50 something. 51. 64%. Oh, I didn't even get to guess, but whatever. You don't get to guess. <laughs> You're next. The audience at Rotten Tomatoes, Seth, what do you think they gave it? I feel like it's definitely higher, like 85 Sixty-one percent. Really? Mm-hmm. Higher, lower than the critics. Yep. That's surprising. Why does it surprise you? Well, like we've talked about, they usually rate horror movies pretty low. The critics. That's but I feel true. like this is like a favorite. Uh, IMDb. The rating on there is six point five out of ten. We gave this a, a uh, three point six seven out of five, which is like 74 percent. I feel like that's good for this. Yeah. I don't hate that rating. I think people should start going off our ratings. I feel like they're more accurate for sure. I just think, you know what? We're just really smart people. Like We strive for accuracy here at Movie Crew Podcast. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Seth. Yes? What? The budget for this movie. What do you think it was? Oh, God. In 1980. Hmm. <laughs> 50,000 It's probably like super low mm. You're like way off What is that? 550,000 oh. It was You also have to consider that it's coming right off of the coattails of Halloween That did amazing at the mm. box office So no. they're just like trying to get all these movies out quick The box office though On a $550,000 budget The box office was 59.8 million dollars Damn. that's a lot 1980 this movie made a lot of money 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 K-Bacon was rolling yeah money. that's how they got k-bacon yeah i wonder how much he made for this i should have looked that up that would have been interesting i bet like know. most of them in this didn't make much probably not i think jamie lee curtis made eight thousand dollars for doing halloween oh my god so yeah. what does that equate to in like today's dollars oh fuck i don't know i'm not that smart no yeah, Clearly probably not. still quite a bit then. Yeah. I just hope I have enough change when I go through the drive through to pay for my beer. That's really all I hope for. Yeah. That's all I hope for. Yeah. On your bicycle. All right. One more thing. Your favorite scene from the movie. And mm. I'll, I'll go first. I'll be nice. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. I have two. The first one is the the running scene with Alice where she runs out of the cabin and she finds Annie in the, the Jeep. She finds Steve hanging in the tree and also the scene where she found Bill. But I also like the ending scene where we finally see Michael. So we've heard about Michael, this boy that drowned, yada, yada, yada. He finally is shown. I think had they not had him in the movie we would not have all of the friday the 13th jason movies obviously he's like on the mount rushmore of slasher killers right 
had they not added that five ten second clip, we wouldn't have the uh, the the horror icon that we have. So I think that has to be thrown in as well. So those are those are my two favorite scenes. Okay. Does anybody else want to go? Ending scene for me is my favorite. The hospital part or no, no, no. the Jason scene? Well, that whole sequence because, like I said, mm. it reminds me of Carrie, and I like Carrie. Got the classic. You're the classic guy. Yeah, I like that whole from her and the boat where he grabs her up to her when she wakes up in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jess, what do you got? Your favorite scene? Favorite Mine scene? was Steve Christie chopping wood. <laughs> That's probably that? my second favorite. JK. Um, probably... Probably when she's trying to fucking put that rope on the door and it takes <laughs> her so long just oh, the to whole, take it like, down. Putting the shit in front it of the door. It was so funny the, yeah. to me because it was so stupid. Hmm. So I'm going to put this like wicker basket in front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> that, that opens outwards. Yes. I like any of the scenes that are funny. Yeah. Okay. That was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> um... <laughs> I just, like, you think about it, she had that fucking window open, so, like, yeah. the killer's just sitting out there watching her, like, what the fuck is she doing <laughs> right now? Like, you just see her inside the house, like, <gasps> she like go back. to put this rope on the door. We like, should go back and, like, look at what objects they were. Like, was it, like, a fishing pole? Like, <laughs> like just stupid shit? A blanket. Well, apparently, when this was happening, mm. uh, Mrs. Voorhees was tying uh, Steve Christie to that tree branch. Mm. That's the only timeline that I can make sense of, but, yeah. uh... Interesting. So we made an executive decision on this episode, and moving forward, uh, we're not going to do trivia to figure out who is going to pick the next movie. Uh, these two ganged up on me. They said, Josh, you're picking too many shitty movies. You're not allowed to do it anymore. We never so said shitty movies. They, they broke my heart. So uh, maybe moving forward, we'll do trivia um, just for fun, but this episode already ran long, so we are not going to do trivia. And Jess, you are going to pick the next movie. I am. I'm excited yes. to hear what you have to say. Me too. I hope it's not fucking Killer Condom 2 or something. There is not one. But No. All right. Okay. Jess, Horror Movie Crew, episode 15. What movie are we going to be discussing? I think you guys will be pleased. I um, hope. I need some pleasure. <laughs> the Village. Um. So I had two in mind, and I really still want to do the other one. Uh-oh. Well, hang on. You I don't have to jump right in. I mean, if you want to think it over. No, I'm, I've I've decided. Fried green tomatoes? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So you were torn between two movies. Torn between two. We'll do the other one some other time. But this one I've just been wanting to do because it's one of my faves. Oh, boy. Okay. So I picked The Conjuring. Oh, that's a good one. Thank God. Dude, I was sitting here like, oh, my God. Because keep in mind, we did The Platform and Killer Condoms back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Two of the shittiest movies I've ever had to watch. And honestly, maybe my anger toward Killer Condom was because of how angry I was. <laughs> I went from Platform to Killer Condom, and I was like, Oh, yeah, maybe we needed a space yeah. in between. Fucking shoot me in the face. Well, hopefully this will be better. Yeah. Experience. <laughs> no, Terrifier <laughs> fixed it. Terrifier was great. It was that. fun. We had the guys from a podcast on Elm Street on. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun to do that. Um, It's a horror movie crew episode 15. Jess's pick, The Conjuring. I think this is going to be up there. 
That's a pretty good one. I think it might knock uh, some of our... Do uh, you think this is going to be in our top five? It could be. Uh, probably. Minutes. Right now we got The Ring, Scream, Texas Chainsaw 2003, Scream 2, and The Strangers. Yeah, it might bump one of these. Mm. Actually. The Strangers might be in trouble. Well. We'll see. We will find out. Horror Movie Crew. Episode 14, Friday the 13th, my pick. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? <laughs> Holy shit. That's it for me. I just peed my pants a <laughs> Did little you? bit. Yeah. Into the beer bowl. It is very intense. Was it intense? Depends, spooky. Yeah. It is spooky. Well, we have this like window with no covering and it's dark out. Well, it's finally fall, like getting into fall where it's not fucking light outside until 1230 at night. That's mm. true. And it feels like cool yeah. a little bit. I love that. It feels beautiful. Those are really nice this weekend. Mmm. Mm. Party at Seth's house. Party time. Well, I don't have anything else to talk Mm-mm. about. Do you guys have anything else you want to say? I do not. Only that you guys should maybe check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Horror Movie Crew Podcast. And you can listen to us on any podcast streaming platform. Yay! You did a fucking terrible job. You need to do better next time. Okay. You're terrible at talking. Your language in general is bad. I'll work on it. You need to stop what you're doing and do better. Was this, that? Do you think that was mean this enough? This is dedicated to Lori. I yeah. like I like the constructive <laughs> criticism. That's fine. Okay. Do you want to say anything to Stevie Nicks before we leave? <laughs> no. Love you. Ah, we're out of here. Bye. Bye out. Stevie Nicks. You should dedicate a, a, like a song to her and sing it. <laughs> like a Stevie Nicks song. about thunder nips all the messages we used to exchange i wish i had kept those damn it was i thunder nips <laughs> no <laughs> was he always had very erect nipples <laughs> why they were like all the time maybe he just like played with them all the time and like i don't know do you think he rubbed them <laughs> i don't know why they'd be hard all the time unless he had weird nipples <laughs> i bet he's got weird nipples uh, he was a ginge that.